When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. What's up, San Diego? Welcome in on this rainy Thursday afternoon. It's not uh, what us San Diegans like to see, but you're going to get this for pretty much the rest of the day, it seems like. 201, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scravey. On this Thursday, a little scramble before uh, we came on the air today. Camera's not quite up. What? Uh, got a little late start today. Come on, All three of us Get did. with We kind of stumbled in here running our mouths a little too much before the show starts. <laughs> I'm just happy that you were able to run your mouth. Uh, here's my reasoning behind that statement. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking I know you're it. wondering, <laughs> where is this coming from? <laughs> Uh, not to share too many secrets, but Tony Gwynn Jr. just ate a uh, hot <laughs> apple pie oh. sandwich from McDonald's, or a hot apple pie, whatever they... I've never met anybody who's eaten one of those who hasn't burned the hell out of the top of their mouth off. Oh, yeah. You bite no, into those things? That's I, never happened to you? I, I, it has happened to me okay. before. I wasn't right. in danger of that All today. All right, though. I was worried. Because every time... In fact, I think it happened to me so often that I just couldn't order well, it anymore. Well, that's when they used to put them in those, like... Those like to go ovens that they had. They it just did. Stayed, like scorching. Yeah. I mean, hot. you would, you would order it, and you you could swear it had been sitting behind the counter for three hours. No. But you'd open it up and bite into it. Ah! And that that uh, yeah. that party, the top of your mouth would come off, and you'd just be bleeding and from the mouth. Hot apple pie sandwiches are always dangerous. So I, I was did, concerned when yeah. I saw you bite into one. No, I but I'm glad you're all right. <laughs> That brings up memories, <laughs> biting into one. and But everybody can feel that, that can't yeah. they? And that apple feeling like hit the top of your mouth yeah. or hit your Yeah, I think lip. everybody's yeah. had it happen to them. Not fun. No, I didn't no. have that. It was, it You're was good. an enjoyable apple right, pie good. today. Good. Uh, Very good. Once again, not uh, a whole lot going no, on No, come on, today. people. Do something <laughs> out there, will you? Anything. Uh, we will have at some point a chance. We'll, we'll create a chance uh, for you guys to win a pair of tickets to Saturday's San Diego State game against the U- against Utah State. Oh, that's a big one, Tony. Tickets that's are on sale. That's a big one. Go to a- goaztech.com. Also, Scraby and I, tomorrow, you know, with good weather oh, or not. no kidding, man. We're you guys, be- I'm getting out of town. <laughs> we'll be at Cathedral <laughs> High School for the big showdown. Uh, San Augustine taking on... Uh, Saints Cathedral, the Cathedral. Holy War yeah, basketball a, style. It's a big one. So we'll, we'll be in that's the house great. tomorrow on campus. I'm upset that I won't be able to join you tomorrow. Yeah, make sure. Uh, I guess students are still in school right now, so they wouldn't hear this at this point. But nonetheless, we'll be there. Um, again, as I said, nothing, not a lot going on in baseball. A little bit. Uh, we'll have Ken Dorsey on later in this hour. Excuse me, Ken Dorsey. Russ Dorsey. Former We're talking uh, offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills. Man. Coming on the show. Sorry. That's a good guess. Sorry. It's very good. Russ Dorsey, uh, MLB insider, yeah. will join us in the 3 o'clock. Yeah, that would be unlike you, Scraby, to get somebody that interesting for the show. 
Yowzers, shots fired. Ba bang. <laughs> opening up. Opening wow. up an early lead today. T- an early lead. <laughs> opening up an early lead on you, Scrape. Scrapey's favorite uh, TMZ special, 30 Miles Zone, in the 3 o'clock hour. We'll have our usual Chris versus the fans and the Big Five also in the 4 o'clock hour. Yeah. Um, what do you got, guys? I mean, well, the, I got I got the Washington Commanders, oh, and obviously they, got a new hire. they did. I, yeah, obviously the Commanders. Um, Name oh, and logo. That too. That's been the that's been the kind that's, of the that reaction. should be the reaction to their coaching hire right there. Let's hear it again. Name oh, and logo. Really? Yeah, that's it. I, I mean, I they, heard this. The did they, did they not? Did they not see the NFC playoff game between the Cowboys and the Packers? Where the Packers went up and down the field against one of the most talented defenses in the NFL. Uh, by the way, did Dak Prescott throw a couple bad passes? One uh, of you're not going to blame yeah. that game on their defense. They no, gave up 48 points. Year. Their defense was great all year. All right, well, fine. The commanders must agree with you because they hired the uh, Dallas defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, as their new coach. I, I, I don't know. To me, the proof's in the pudding. I mean, that, that was a blowout game for Green Bay. And, I mean, I don't care if my defense is good all year. But when it matters the most, I put in a performance like that, and that earns me a new head coaching job. Wow, mm. interesting to me. Mm. Scraby, say what say you? I'd much rather have Dan Quinn than whoever the heck the Seahawks. Oh, really? Hired. You'd rather have Dan Quinn than Mike Vrabel or yes. the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick? Yes. All right. Now, apparently, yeah. There well, was... that's that's why you're going to be a loser forever, Scraby. <laughs> I mean, you're going to go hire guys like Dan Quinn. Come on, man. Really? Scraby, what say you? Mike Vrabel is so much better than Dan Quinn. I, I am shocked oh, that Mike oh, Vrabel yeah? doesn't have oh, a job. Yeah? yeah, Mike Vrabel doesn't have a job because he's not good, that good of a coach. Uh-huh. Coaches that are good enough will have jobs. Boom, not, uh, nice try, Scraby. I mean, we see the horrible coaching in the NFL on a yearly basis, and we're going to see it next year, too. Because there's some, there's some good. I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> Tony's just saying, boom. Mike Vrabel will have his his pick of what uh, what uh, you know job he wants next year. I mean, right. they're not going to forget about That's, this guy. He can just be 500 for his tenure. I, That's so unfair and so wrong. I mean, when he was with Tennessee, they had the number one seed with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. And what did they do? If that they lost, but yeah. I'm just saying he yeah. got him there. Yeah. That's pretty. All right. Well, you. What did Mike Vrabel do to you? I just because you obviously just the, hate this guy. No, the the what don't you like? You've hated him. No, you've hated him the whole time. Coach, he's not a mediocre coach. I don't get it. Coach. I well, don't get it. That's fine. I you can't. know I'll, this I'll, is I, I, this is a good start to the show. Who was the too. NFL coach of the year in 2021? Scraby, I go to you for an answer. I'm assuming it's Mike Vrabel. I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah, of yeah. course, Chris only brings it up when it fits his, his argument. Well, you wouldn't agenda. bring it up to fit. You can't bring it up to fit your narrative. I didn't know that because it doesn't fit your narrative. <laughs> the fact that the guy won a coach of the year award, you're and you're trying to tell me that he's that he's terrible. I'm going to go look up some stats on that. <laughs> well, good right luck. Now. Good luck finding them. You're not going to find many there, to support there, your claim. Honestly, Chris, you got to say, there's a reason why the commanders didn't hire Mike Vrabel and hire Dan Quinn instead. Well, be a reason. Yeah, the, the reason is the commanders don't have a clue. That's mm. the reason, mm. as far as I can tell. But, hey, good for you, Washington. You've got a uh, you got a retread coach who uh, stunk the first time he was a head coach. Wait, did he get a Super Bowl? Super Bowl? No. No. Dan Quinn, what well, yeah, he might have he might have tagged he, along he with the Seahawks. Was, was he on the twenty-eight to three Super yes, Bowl? Yes, I think he was, wasn't he? He was Let no. That was the uh, that was Mike Smith. 
Ah, yes, you're right. Okay. That was Mike yeah, Smith. Was he, nice was, try. He, was he connected to that? So was he a defense? I think, I think he, he was, was connected to the Seahawks. Was he the coordinator? I know he was the coordinator for the Seahawks. Yeah. But he went somewhere after that. And he was with the Legion of Boom. But, I mean, he had more talent there than he had in Dallas. He couldn't mess that one up. But he sure blew it for. I mean, if you're a Dallas fan no, and wait, Washington, wait, wait, Washington's wait, wait, wait. in your own division, you got to be ecstatic hey, that they hey, chose hey. this guy. Mister, I have all my facts over there. Dan Quinn was the head coach That's of what the I Falcons. Thought. That's what I thought. In Super Bowl 51. Seriously? Seriously. I'm the bearer of bad information. <laughs> information. Can I tell you? What can I tell you? Now, and you also now, said Dog the Bounty Hunter passed away yesterday, <laughs> which wasn't true. <laughs> well, I'm... Um, Off to a terrific start today. Like, like we said at the beginning, at one point, something is going to happen in the sports world to give us something to talk about. In the meantime, we're going to be arguing over Dan Quinn and Mike Vrabel. We got so that's covered. all we've got. Uh, on the uh, on the flip side of that, well, not really the flip side. It has nothing God, to do Dan with that. Dan Quinn was standing on the sidelines while See, that I, lead was getting away. I'm not gonna lie. I th- I was pretty sure of that, and then as you started to go in I on thought him, Mike Smith. Was. I thought you know what? Maybe Man. maybe this is where Chris is taking it, so that we can bring up the. Debacle of giving of up the, the Super Bowl. Bowl. That's what yeah. I thought you were going to Yeah, I go. should have actually used that as a point in my favor. And Chris also said, nice try to you <laughs> saying that Dan Quinn was the coach. Uh, uh, anyway. There's nothing that makes me more happy when Chris attacks me in the first 30 seconds of the show and then this happens. Did I say that Mike Vrabel was coach of the year in 2021? That I'm sure of. Okay. Yes. All right. yes. yes, that's one fact I got right. <laughs> the Padres, on the flip side of all of this, uh, you know, ESPN is like gradually rolling out their um, their schedule. Padres get a May nineteenth game against a Sunday night game against the Braves against the Bravos. Don't they have a few Sunday night games already? Penned? They do. They, they do. have the first Dodger game, don't? Well, yes, they have they the Korea games, they got the of Korea course. Game. Yep. But then once the season starts, I thought they had a, an early. They probably do. Sunday this is just game. the latest one that has come to uh, to the public's eye. Okay, May nineteenth. Um, you got a, a May 5th matchup, Giants-Phillies, May 12th, Braves-Mets, and then May 19th, Padres-Braves. I, I'm not sure where that game is at this point. Uh, nonetheless, what did you, what'd you say there, Scrape? Oh, yeah, check the schedule there. What is, was, is that a home game or a away game? They got, Sunday, April away. Four, they got Sunday, April 14th at Dodger Stadium. They got that Sunday night game, and then they got the May 19th game at Atlanta. So neither of those games are here, though. Yeah, no. So... You know, I got to be honest with you. A Sunday night game, going to the game, kind of throws off my schedule. So it's fine. They're on the road. Oh, like actually attending the game? You mean? Is yeah, that what you're I've been yeah. to a couple of Sunday night Padre games, and it messes up the week for me because <laughs> wow. I get home and I don't think it's Sunday night. So I was just that's a good. Night game. That's a good point. That's yeah, that's how it's it kind of crazy. A couple times last year. See, I'm uh, not wrong. One of the other things that popped up in terms of the Padres, uh, kind of predictions on which. Some of the top prospects, where they will be throughout the course of the year, where they make it to the big leagues, what is the prediction? Uh, and the Padres have two guys in that top 50. Uh, Ethan Salas, Jackson uh, Merrill, uh, is five, excuse me, 9 and 12 respectively. Uh, according to ESPN's prediction... Both? Is this ESPN or ESPN Plus? Oh, that's a good question. Was this a plus? Because I'm, all, I don't know. I'm only paying attention to it if you had to pay for it. It was. It was a plus. All right. All right. So no, this you had is to lock in this is, right here. This is the kind of information that is, you know, you can't get anywhere else. Ethan Salas, the prediction is, we'll get a taste of the big leagues as an 18 year old. 
Okay. Sal's will perform well enough to earn a September call-up as an 18-year-old this season. Not necessarily to contribute, but to learn before the year is over. He will have carved a path to being a big league regular at some point in 2025. Uh, that would be, I, I think, would be a, a enormous jump. I hope that if he makes it in September, he makes a team that could use his services. I don't, because I mean, the other side of that is if he's a September call up on a season that you've already given up on, then he would almost obviously be a September call up just to see what he can do. Yeah. But yeah, you'd, rather, would be more you'd rather it be where he comes yes. up to learn as yes, opposed to play. Yes, I want him to come up to to learn a little bit behind these guys, but be part of something that's going on. Yeah, that would probably best, be best case scenario. Yeah. Now, as for Jackson Merrill, uh, the prediction is he he will play in the big leagues before the All Star break. And wow, this, that's this a, one. You know, think about a, it. That's a good prediction. I, right I there. think so too. Right? You you already have Manny, who's going to start. You know, the year of DHing. You know, so that's one less infielder you have. Um, I mean, I could see a scenario in which he makes the he can make the team out of out of uh, spring training, it, assuming nothing else happens from this point on. You know, having a guy like that to kind of come up, be one of your young guns off the bench. Did he ever? Did he ever actually go out and play outfield last year in the minor leagues? I know I there was discussion about did. it. I think he did go play in the outfield in the in the minor leagues yeah. last year. Because so I, some... I, I, I can't imagine him coming to the major leagues and then them saying, you know, we're going to give you some time in left field. Because remember, I mean, remember they tried that with Adam Frazier. I mean, he's a, he was already a big leaguer, and they put him in the outfield, and it didn't really pan out too well. I mean, and he had played some outfield, too. It, right. was, it wasn't, like, brand new. And, I, and I'm pretty sure Jackson did last year yeah. get some opportunities. Because, I mean, if, you, if you're predicting that Jackson Merrill is going to play in the big leagues before the All-Star break, you're predicting one of two things. A, somebody's going to get injured, injured yeah. or B, he's going to come play in the major leagues and be in the outfield. Because I can't see they're going to bring him up to take, you know, Hassan Kim or yeah, no. or Xander Bogarts or Manny out no. of the lineup. Of course. So if he's going to come up and play, you're predicting that he's going to play in the outfield. Of course, if Hassan Kim gets traded here before, true that. that's, a, that's another way he could end up on that roster true that. well before the All-Star break. So Agreed. Um yeah, that's what we have for you. In this that was person. that was worth the seven ninety nine we spent this month on ESPN Plus. For of that course, you didn't just get those two players when you paid the seven ninety nine. You got a, a you list got the whole 50, list, right? Yeah, you get them all. Right? We, only, we only cared about. We the only two. gave you the two. Yeah. So yeah, uh, let's get the break. We're, we are we're we're popping off in this. Uh, <laughs> we're going to break. For, 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 Unfortunately, for we're gonna have to get to eleven more breaks before the show is over, Tony. So good well, luck I can on that. Tell you about Mike Vrabel's. Um, Nine game over five hundred career. Well, why don't you say, why don't you hold that before we come back and you guys can continue that banter a little bit? I don't bit. want to fight though. I, I mean, I kind of enjoyed it. I'm I know you lie. did. I know you did. All right. Well, let's get to break. Fan fest announced. We'll get into it. We're going to Chris on the way. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. Hm. Instacart for the win. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. He didn't tell me we had to come up with a uh, a second segment for the show today, huh? Oh, we oh, got we got to come up with a bunch of segments. We got brother. a few more to go after yeah, yeah. this one. Uh, Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby. Uh, final numbers. <laughs> the decibels dropped right wow. there. Final numbers. Matt Dan Scraby. Quinn, two winning seasons out of six, forty three and forty two record. One Super Bowl appearance. The boys went to the lab after that break, huh? Mike Vrabel, four winning seasons out of six, 54 and 45, one AFC championship, one number one seed, and one coach of the year. Take your pick. Washington Commanders picked Dan Quinn. Here's uh, Mike Vrabel's playoff history. He's only he's made the playoffs three out of the one. Uh, let me see. One, two, yeah, three, Yeah, he made four, it three five. out of six years. Three out of six years, but he only right. won a game in one occurrence of those playoffs. So right. he's got one win in the playoffs? He, he has hasn't two. won a playoff game two. since 2019. Yeah, Dan Quinn won. Dan, All right, Dan Quinn, have him. I'm not even, I'm not even arguing Dan Quinn. I'm just arguing that Mike Vrabel is not a good, as good of a coach as everybody thinks he is. He's nine games over 500. So you're not necessarily saying that he's better. You're just saying that he ain't all that Yeah, all that I, don't, I don't get it. I don't nine get games it. over 500. Hundred is not. It's not great. Not bad. It's not amazing. What was what was Dan? Or not Dan? He was like five hundred. <laughs> which again, I'm not arguing. To that me, he's a better coach. to me, Mike Vrabel did a hell of a job for uh, the Tennessee Titans. I think his worst year was last year. I know his record was worse this year, but he was breaking in a rookie quarterback. And I think a lot of people breaking in rookie quarterbacks struggle for a while. I, it's kind of odd that the uh, just on a coaching note, not these two coaches, that the greatest coach ever. Yeah, like, Belichick's with out six, too. With six openings, didn't get a look. But for two guy, for two teams, it sounded like the Commanders were. There were some votes that wanted Belichick there, but uh, he didn't win out either. That's the second time he didn't win out. Yeah, Belichick. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, we, it, that's probably a bigger bargain we can make there. I don't care. I just if I'm the Dallas Cowboys and I'm a fan of the Cowboys and I saw the performance of my defense in that playoff game. And now I come to realize that the guy coaching that defense is now head coach of a team in my division. I'm pleased. Pleased if I'm the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think the Washington Commanders did any better. Ron Rivera was just as good as Dan Quinn will be. That's my call. I'll probably be wrong. Scraby will tape it. And when the Commanders start out 4-0 next year, he'll play the, it endlessly. The one thing that I have, I have come to know about Matthew Scraby is he's got a long memory when it comes to 
things where he's actually right on. Like he is not going to forget. If well, Dan the Campbell reason there's a reason for that, Dan, Tony. I'm calling him Dan Campbell. That's a reason for Quinn. that. I know where Chris is going with this. So, oh, where, where, where's what's the reason for? It? I'm sorry. The re- well, he's not right very often. Yeah, he doesn't I have a lot that. to remember. Just such a stock <laughs> answer at this point. Did you go grab that off Adobe Stock? It, it was it was built in, huh? That was That's a built-in response for that one. <laughs> yeah, that was too easy for me to pass up. Um, here we go into the second segment of the program, and um, I was going to talk about the uh, – I don't really remember what we were going to talk <laughs> fan about. Fest. The Fan Fest. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Tony Gwynn and uh, all of the Padres will be available for another Fan Fest this year. It was a huge event last year. Ever. It was the biggest ever. Biggest thing ever last year. Now, it is going to be taking place on a Sunday this year. I think last year was on a Saturday. Yes. But it'll be Sunday, March 24th. So you want to mark that down. If you are a, any kind of Padre fan, you'll think want to be there. You think it'll be a little more low-key this time? I think or that they think- are accounting for people to show up, like as many people. Well, Last here's what they I didn't think. account for that many people. Here's what I think. The Fan Fest is going to be taking place after the first two games of the season have been played. The first regular season games are be against the Dodgers in yep. Korea, March 20th and 21st. I imagine you guys will be coming home on the 22nd through the 23rd. Well, we get a day back. And you'll be... So we'll come, we leave on the 20. 20- First, come back on the 21st. All right. So you have a couple of days to to sleep in before the Fan Fest. My point is, is if the Padres win both those games over the Dodgers, I think the Fan Fest will be a madhouse. Ah, yeah. That's my point. If they just take those two games, people will be, you know, making pennant plans. From a, from a selfish standpoint, um, you know, one of the things I didn't enjoy about last year was seeing all of the Fan Fest photos, like, thrown back in our face. What do you mean? Oh, people did that. Yo, I, really? I, it they was went on my to, account. Oh, remember? Yeah, remember we, all these pictures of Manny and Bogarts right, and the, Soto and how great they are. Oh, yeah. oh that, I that see. Happened, that happened. I didn't like that. I didn't yeah, like that. there was really nothing I can say either. That's to, revisionist stuff, though. That really truly is. There how was many, nobody. That's what I love about the fans out there that that criticize what AJ Preller and what Bob Melvin and what the Padres did. There was nobody last March 24th who didn't think the Padres were headed for greatness. Nobody. and Zero. But all of the people come August said, I told you so. And I was like, you told us what? <laughs> you didn't tell us that. Nobody saw that Nobody coming. saw that coming, no. that they would struggle all year long and be sitting there below 500 and make a late run and miss the playoffs and the whole thing. On you were ch- getting ready for October out there. Yeah. On the chat, Jacob says, yeah, well, Tatis literally said he would win the World Series to the crowd. <laughs> he, he didn't say what year. He didn't say what year, did he? <laughs> we are going to finish last. <laughs> we're going to finish second this year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think it You guys that watch the Diamondbacks <laughs> catch us, pass us, beat us, and there go to the World Series. Right. How do you Woo! like that, Padre fans? <laughs> what is he supposed to say there, right? <laughs> Uh, I get it, though. I mean, I would like to know how many people were actually in that crowd and then reshared the photo as like, hey, remember this type of thing. 
I don't know that it was anybody. That I I just assumed it was like Dodger fans sending them out. That's what I I assumed. I don't think it was actually Padre fans that were. It was like a get back. Like, ha! Oh. Ah, you thought it was going to end this okay, way. I misunderstood your yeah. Argument. No, I'm not talking about Padre fans sending. It. I, I mean, I don't. I didn't see that from from my standpoint. Uh, one of the new things that's going to happen at uh, Fan Fest this year is uh, the first inaugural celebrity alumni game. Softball game. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, now uh, myself celebrities. Yeah, where's yeah. my and spot? alumni? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, Scravey played in the Tory Pine celebrity golf. I He's did. feeling like he qualifies for it's this. Actually, media, but <laughs> I imagine they're gonna have bigger name celebrities than Scravey. Well, yeah. I mean, it's oh, I see. It, it, well, <laughs> Scravey right. might get it on it. I don't. I don't know. Did you get an invitation, <laughs> Scravey? I'm only. I'm just mad. Me and Trevor are managing opposite teams. What? Yes, you're sorry. the you're oh, the skipper. Trevor. Yeah, yeah. I'm you the skipper. Can, you can. Make you can you can decisions. Can't you should only agree to it if you get a couple of roster if choices. Get, if I can get a couple of roster choices, yeah, I get two roster choices. I'm taking Chris and Scraby. We'll sit on the end of the bench. We just want to be there, right, Scrape? No, just uh, you want to be in the lineup. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. You want like Dave Winfield to bat, and then you. So that would it, be nice. It, 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 yeah, it, I don't think that works. I'll get some pitches to hit. There'll be some. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. I think they're going to have a little bit of everything: some NFL, some Olympic, NWSL. Oh, that's awesome. WNBA, and that's going to be on the day of the fan. That's going to be on the day of the fan fest. Oh, now I, like I know that we idea. got our schedule kind of cooking up around fan fest if i'm not mistaken here i will i think during our segment um i'll actually be at that softball you'll be doing the softball we're broadcasting out there that day but it's still coming together as far as the official time so we'll be out there tony will be out there that's great yeah managing a team now i know it's too early yeah it's a month and a half away but how serious are you going to take this i mean you've got to you know, you got to put a lineup together. You got to get playing time for everybody. Or are you Do just going to. You, you got to huh? get playing time for everybody. I thought we were trying to win. Oh, all right. You well, know, that maybe. might be your strategy. Yeah, you know, hey, listen. So if, so if you're, uh, if you're um, I don't know, Sixto uh, Lescano or Kevin right. McReynolds and you don't belong in the lineup, you're going to sit. Sit the bench. Yeah, yeah, you know, let's say that's this is like I'm the pow- the power of the pin. I was always told that as uh, as a player. Now I I hold that power. Well, feel free to use me for late inning pitch hitting. That would pitch be nice. Hitting? Yes, when you need to drive someone. You notice in, he I'm did not guy. say late inning defensive replacement. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> he did, you're he right. did not. He I, did I, not. I go where my strengths are. <laughs> go where my it, strengths are. And hitting are. is you know driving someone in is your strength, huh? Yes. All right. Yes. Yeah, I can see the game being in the balance and you being summoned, Scrape. It's kind of like that, uh, what is it, a uh, State Farm commercial or one of the auto insurance commercials where the guy goes, hey, Derek, we want you to pinch it. Some yo-yo named Derek stands up and walks to the manager and goes, no, 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 no. Derek Jeter. Yeah, yeah, that's you, buddy. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pinch hit him, not you. Now, whoa, sorry about coming that. in hot, easy. Now, batting, batting, batting. Matthew Scrooge. This, this is when everybody in their, at least in their head is like, oh, this this is an out right here. Do you hear the crowd? No, I hear you. And I hear that we need to go to break. I can see everybody getting up and going to the restroom. <laughs> right. Let's, let's get to break. Russ Dorsey, the MLB insider, joins us next here on Gwyneth Chris. 2.37 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scrape. Shout out to Mark Andrews. My man did something amazing. Scrape will get to that later. 
Uh, is this Mark Andrews from the uh, the Baltimore Ravens? Uh, yes, the yes. tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. He didn't do anything amazing Sunday. No, unfortunately, he didn't. No, not much. Did Chris wake up on my side of the bed this morning? His counterpart did some catching things. Catching strays. I mean, first... Sorry, Mark Dan Andrews. Dan Quinn but... was catching strays, strays, and now now my man... Uh, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is catching strays. I don't like when people perform poorly and then are, you know, immediately rewarded after. So basically the entire Dolphins team? What have they been re- rewarded with? I don't know. It was just it a was shot. A, it was it a, was a, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was another shot that not only missed the bullseye, it missed the dartboard entirely. Pew pew. <laughs> I, I don't want to fight Chris today because he seems like I, he's very serious. You keep saying that, but then you keep poking the bear, man. So I don't well, know. He's what, this he bear. definitely poked you too. I mean, he came at you hot, but and I went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with you. Uh, I'm a little irritated right now. Whoa. Got a Celtics Lakers matchup tonight. Oh boy! And LeBron and AD are out. Both out. ruled out. Yeah. Why even have the other ten guys pull into TD Garden? They know they have no shot. No, we got a shot. Dude, you have a shot. You, gotta, you feel like you have you, a shot? No, I didn't. I didn't say I feel like it. But you have to play the game. Well, then somebody tell that to LeBron and AD because <laughs> they're sitting out. They are. I swear the Lakers don't care. And I don't mean it in a, in that way. I mean it in the way that they just want to get in as one of the top top ten teams in the West. And they feel like they're going to take the same route they took last year. Win the play-in like tournament and go all the way to the finals. I don't like that. I, I first, agree with I you because it's too risky. I, I, it, it's not an easy watch. It's it's for the fans. And uh, I just it's going to be real hard to do that again. You I mean to go from, what was it, the, the AC last year? I think they were seven, 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 and they almost lost to Minnesota in the game that was that had to get them in there, eliminated. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, you know, Boston says, "Oh, they, LeBron and, and AD aren't playing today, so no. we don't need to show up." No, they're that's gonna, what I hope. They don't need to show up, and they're still going to win tonight. It's I Chris, think you know you, that. No, no, I don't you know, know that. that. You know it. You don't want to know it. Whatever. Sorry, buddy. let's get to Russ Darcy, MLB Insider. Right now. He's joining us on the line, Russ Dorsey, MLB Insider. Russ, always lovely to have you on the show. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, guys. How y'all doing? We're, we're doing all right. It's a little wet out here. I don't know what the, the weather is like in Chicago, but um, this... We, man, usually, usually this time of year, I'd much rather be where y'all are than where I am, but <laughs> we're actually doing all right. It's about 52 degrees, sun shining, so we actually got a nice day. You gotta go for a you gotta go for a sale on Lake Michigan. It sounds like. Listen, I went for a, uh, my, my first my first outdoors run here of 2024 today. Got three miles in, so we're, we're do. We're, I had the same idea in mind getting some of that outdoors weather. Awesome, very good. awesome. As you don't get these type of days in, in Chicago this time of year very often, so nah. enjoy it. Speaking of the Cubs, let's let's start there. I mean. Uh, they have a, a a a nice free agent out there that has, was a part of their ball club last year. Uh, he has yet to sign. I'm talking Cody Bellinger. I, yeah. I mean, at this point, is Chicago? I I think Chicago's still in it. Are they waiting for maybe that price tag to drop before they really jump all the way back in? I think the interesting thing when we're talking about Cody Bellinger and you no know, free agency right now, and as you guys know, free agency's been pretty weird this year right it's been pretty slow um i think for cody bellinger he's probably sitting there and saying all right i got time you know we're february 1st i know teams are reporting the uh spring training here in a couple of weeks 
But if you're Cody Bellinger, there's still teams that would like your services. It does feel like the Cubs are the the match for him. And I think on the Cubs side, and this is what I've talked about with, with a lot of people since free agency started for the Cubs, now that all the big boys are off the board, right, or most of the big boys are off the board in terms of free agents, you have a guy in Cody Bellinger that had his best season since he won the MVP years ago, right? And so you have a guy who stayed healthy for the most part, obviously uh, banged up a, a bit you know, early in the season, but still was able to do his thing. If you take him off that roster, right, they not only lose Cody Bellinger, they lose their best position player from 2023, right? So I think it, it's, a, it's a bigger calculation for them, right? It's not just saying we want Cody Bellinger back. It's like we want the guy who was our best position player last season back too. So it does feel like Cody Bellinger and the Cubs are, are a hand-in-glove fit. However, you know, you got a lot of teams out there that are still looking for, for some punch here late, uh, late in the game. And I, look, whether that's the Giants, is it Toronto who swung and missed a couple times yeah. this offseason? You know, that there are teams out there. And I think for Cody Bellinger and his representation, Scott Boris, you kind of can kind of sit back and wait for teams to come to you and see who blinks first. I was just going to ask, who do you think is going to blink first? But I think I know the answer. If it's between Boros and it's between Major League Baseball teams, history tells us that the Major League Baseball teams are the ones who give in first and Boros wins. Do you think that's going to end up happening again in the next month and a half? Do I think Scott wins? Well, Scott Bryant usually wins. If you look at all the money that he's got, guys, over three decades, four decades, uh, they, these guys usually do pretty well. I do think the interesting part about this year's free agency, because of so many unknowns when it comes to regional sports networks, and I know people in San Diego have experienced that, and you know people in Arizona, and then you have teams like the Texas Rangers and the Milwaukee Brewers and the Cleveland Guardians, all these teams caught up and everything going on with the Bally RSNs. I do think that has played a bit of a factor into what teams are feel that they are able or not able to do. Um, so do I think uh, a team will blink first and Cody Bellinger will sign a multi-year deal somewhere? I do. But do I think uh, this offseason specifically we're going to have more teams, you know, kind of waiting for the bargain bin? I do. Yeah. No, I mean, that, as you said, that's kind of every year, right? I mean, every every year there's a team searching. There's teams searching in that bo- bargain barrel, and then there's the teams looking to, you know, make it rain. And so, you know, we'll see how this one ends up going down. You 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 mentioned the um, the Bally situation in, in in Amazon. I'm interested. What are your thoughts on that? Because uh, it seems like you know Major League Baseball has been trying to figure out this whole streaming situation. We know Amazon Prime is 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 one of those type of situations. How how do you see this playing out? Yeah, well, <laughs> you guys know that's a situation I know pretty well from working over there for the last couple of years uh, before leaving. And I think for me, you have Major League Baseball, who, to your point, have been trying to figure out, you know, what is next in terms of watching baseball, Right. I know you probably hear it out there. I hear it. I hate hearing it, but it's like people are like, oh, people don't watch baseball. 
One, it's not true, right? More right. people went to baseball games last season than they have in over 20 years. So baseball is doing things right in terms of the product on the field. But now that the world has changed so much in terms of where you can watch, how you can watch, who, what services you watch through, I do think baseball was kind of behind the times. And not just baseball, so were other sports, right? I think you're going to watch with the NBA. Their rights deal is up at the end of the season. There's going to be a lot of people lined up to get NBA rights TV deals. And some of these, you know, old school, big time TV networks aren't really looking to, to have sports on like that anymore, knowing that the big boys like your Amazons, your Apples, and, you know, I was doing, I've been doing the Friday Night Baseball games for the last couple of seasons and how that has really changed. Like, does Apple get involved, right? Does Amazon get involved? And when those two who have more money than anybody else in the world get involved, there's going to be a lot of dollars thrown around. So do I think we get to a point where something like blackout restrictions ends? Yes. And I think that's great for the game of baseball as a whole. When does that happen, though? I think that's the question we're still waiting to see. Russ Dorsey, Baseball Insider, is a frequent contributor to our program, and we appreciate it. Uh, Russ, a uh, guy that's real close to us is Blake Snell, and uh, you know we know we've kind of had it, said our goodbyes here in San Diego, but uh, you know we're we're curious as to where he's going to ultimately land. The only team I keep hearing is the Yankees, but if it's that simple, you know why hasn't something gotten done yet? It sounds like he, you know, fairly would like to be paid. Somewhere around what Yamamoto got paid, being as he's a two-time Cy Young Award winner, but I don't know that anybody's going to meet that asking price. No, I think you're right. And I think for – it was the true definition of betting on yourself, right? Guy going yeah. to his age 30 season, leading the big leagues uh, in, in ERA, right? Where from, I believe, June 1st on, the guy had damn near a sub-1 ERA, striking out the world. And I think something that – you know, uh, teams think about because it's not just one season that teams are thinking about in terms of free agency. It's like, all right, what's the entire Blake Snell picture, right? He's a guy that's going to be able to, to strike people out, right? He's also a guy that is going to walk people. And I do think that scares some teams, right? It looks like, okay, if he's not going to be striking everybody out or ha- be as electric as he was last season, if that's not his average what is an average Blake Snell season I think that's what a team is going to ask and if he's not going to have this you know close to two ERA that he had last season when he won the Cy Young award is that ERA closer to three five or maybe four with the walks where they are I think that's what some teams are asking about Blake Snell and I think it's it's unfair for Blake because he did everything that you would have asked him to do he went out there he posted, he you know, struck people out. He was able to dominate. That's what you want from an ace. You want somebody who can go out there and dominate. I, I think the Yankees are, are, are definitely would have been a fit, right, when they went and pivoted and signed Marcus Stroman. And then you have a team here in town like the Chicago Cubs who, you know, they have a left-hander in, in Justin Steele, but, you know, they added in Monaga. But you're still thinking, all right, if you had a guy like a Blake Snell in that rotation yeah. – you know, with all their their arms, with some of the young arms they have coming, that's a strong, strong addition. So do I think Blake Snell has options? Yes. I do think similar to Cody Bellinger, who is going to be that team that blinks, right? Who is that team that's going to say, we need a frontline starter and we want Blake Snell to be that guy? 
Russ Dorsey joins us, insider on Gwen and Chris. And Russ, you know, let's stick here in San Diego. I mean, obviously, uh, the team did not play the expectation last year. Um, you you go out to this off season, you move Soto, you get uh, a bunch of young pitchers, uh, up and coming pitchers uh, back from that deal. Uh, this is still a team that that has on its roster Manny Machado, Xander Bogarts, Fernando Tatis Jr., Hassan Kim. Um, that's not to mention you, Darvish, and Joe Musgrove. Uh, this is a team that I, I know Chris and I believe will have will have a be- a better season this year. Where do you think that falls in terms of the standings? What do you think their win mark is? Yeah, it's tough considering all that the Dodgers did, right? Yeah. And I don't think it's just the Padres. Right? I don't just think it's San Diego that saw what the Dodgers doing. It was all of baseball. And I think, you know, it's unrealistic to say that's not going to be something that you got to deal with there if, if you're the Padres. But here's the, the other part. Do they have a talent advantage over the team, a team like the Arizona Diamondbacks? Yes, they do. But at the same time, as we asked ourselves last season, when I came on with you guys during the season, it's just like, where are the real Padres? And they were never able to flip the switch. I think the saving grace for the Padres is in that lineup, right? Like, I, you have to expect, you know, another healthy season for Fernando Tatis Jr. He takes a, a, another step forward, right? Manny Machado, you're always going to get a consistent season, close to MVP caliber season out of him. And the big one for me would be Xander Bogarts, right? The guy that they signed to $280 million deal uh, last offseason who had a 790 OPS, right? Is Xander Bogarts the type of player to put up a 790 OPS? No. He's a guy that's usually well over 800, being able to hit the ball out of the ballpark. He still put up a decent season, right? 285, 350 on base, uh, but didn't hit the ball out of the ballpark as much, and that was to be expected. Fenway's a, a really hitter-friendly ballpark, but I do expect an offensive jump from a guy like Xander Bogarts. And maybe with you know some of the changes that they had to make this offseason, guys look around and say, "Well, we have to be the ones that you know make that change." And I, and I think they believe, and I think AJ Preller believes that with the managerial change and you bring in Mike Schilt, that he can get something out of this group that they haven't been able to get before. Padres have been bargain shopping this offseason, and uh, I, I'm just curious, I mean, as they get down here to the end of free agency, and I mean, some of the names I see don't seem like would be affordable for the Padres. They still need first base. They still need an, an outfielder or two uh, just to fill out the roster. Is there anybody they can look to that might be available in a discount-type form? Yeah, I mean, I guess when you're looking at outfielders and maybe got – like uh, you know, Kevin Pillar, maybe that's something that you, you think could, could work for you. Uh, Tyler Naquin, Will Myers, you know, guys who have been around the block before. Uh, and I think when you're looking at first baseman, right, like is Brandon Belt the type of guy you want to bring in, a guy who had a solid season but is 36 years old. So I think that's something that you're going to have to ask yourself. Like, do you go and – and look for some back-end starting pitching. <laughs> the benefit for them, there's plenty of starting pitching out there that's not right at the top of the market like Blake Snell or, or Jordan Montgomery. Um, you know, is, it, is it that a guy like, do you bring a Mike Clevenger back, right? Do you, you know, you know put a lotto ticket out on a, on a guy like a Michael Lorenzen and hope that you can get something out of him? Those are the type of arms that I'm thinking that they're going to have to add 
because you're not going to be at the top of the market, right? Zach Davies, Jake Odorizzi, guys like that. So they're, they're, fortunately for the Padres, there are players available in their, you know, where their market is this offseason, and it's just deciding who they think is going to fit to make them a better team in 2024. We certainly have heard a few of those names mentioned on our show, so especially the Brandon Belt. But, Russ, as always, man, appreciate you coming on, spending some time with us, man. We'll do it again here as spring training gets ready to kick off. Looking forward to it. we got to let this guy go so he can go outside and enjoy the beautiful (laughs) day in Chicago. Y'all know Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, Russ. Thank you. Thank you. Russ Dorsey. Not Ken Dorsey, but Russ Dorsey. He's living the uh, high life today in the sunshine of Chicago. You could, he- you could hear his happiness of, oh, of yeah. being able to go. He said that was his first run of 2024. First time he's gone jogging outside. outside. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and we're whining <laughs> endlessly that we have a rain day here in I, San Diego. I stepped in a puddle earlier, and it really made me mad because uh, my can, foot can I ask is you wet. A question? How, how did you step in a puddle, Scrape? I was texting, that, ah, and I wasn't Good. paying attention, and then you I just, stepped you in the puddle. That. You deserve that, then. Did you see the swimming pool outside? I mean, because you uh, shouldn't be you shouldn't be texting while you're walking. Man, see the swimming pool outside out the Seven uh, Eleven out there. I did not go up to the Seven Eleven. Oh my today. god, our Seven Eleven has a swimming pool in front of the. Uh, oh, I'm glad I did. In front go. of the front door. I usually go before the show. I almost went stop there and get some airheads, and I was like, I've had them two days we're in like, a row. I need to stop, <laughs> Mr. Gwen. You're keeping us in business over here. <laughs> Let's get to break. Daily Gambit, I, I can tell you, it didn't go well for anybody last night. Again. You'll get a chance to see how bad it went for all three of us. More good and Chris on the way. Chris, hello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Gwynn and Chris, kicking off hour number two. On San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. You can watch on YouTube. Just search for 97.3 The Fan. You can watch the program in progress, we are uh, getting ready for our daily gambit, but we really ought to try to put it off today, guys. We were really awful yesterday, and uh, I've been awful all week. So this you is and Scraby are uh, in contention for uh, for yeah. At least we're in contention for something. Yeah, it's not good. It's not a good thing. I can't leave the Scraby twice in the same week. That would be oh yeah, you could. That would be bad. Conceivably. Caitlin Clark had another big game last night, moved into the yes, uh, second spot on the all-time college basketball scoring list. And uh, Scraby is already preparing for a daily gripe down the road somewhere. If you've never heard the daily gripe, you got to tune into the end of the Scraby Chronicles each day between <laughs> 6 and 7 on this station. What time does the gripe get underway? Uh, the gripe actually has been pushed to like maybe two fifty or two fifty four, six fifty four. Are you 654? still? Are you still finding? Does like... that give you enough time? Sometimes, yeah. If I, I have say. a good gripe, I will g- allow it more time. But if I have a so so like last night's gripe was that I was going in through the um, grocery store checkout and I had my little broccoli that I was going to eat for lunch. And so I had one item, but the person in front of me had like 35, 40 items. And she looked Jeez. at me and she said, I'm sorry, instead of like letting that me is- in front. 
Like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Just let me in front. You thought she was going to say, I'm sorry. Do you want to go ahead of me? She just that looked at the- you. She looked at you with 35 <laughs> items. I'm, I, I may be exaggerating, but it was it was more than you could go through the self-checkout with. And the self-checkouts were being cleaned, so I couldn't go to the self-checkouts. Scraby yeah. thought he was getting a pass. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the decent human being thing I to mean, do? I mean, it would be nice, but she didn't have to. Or he sorry. or she doesn't have to. She I, think like, she, I think she, she said ha- sorry. I think she has to. You think she has to? Yes. The fact that she says sorry almost makes it worse. She acknowledges that she... Right. She acknowledged that you were there. (laughs) She acknowledged that she was being a little rude, but she just said sorry. It's ridiculous. That's actually actually a good gripe right there. That's an excellent Most of my gripes are like that. That that sounds like something that could have been on Curb or or Seinfeld. Like somebody with 35 items and turned and said, I'm sorry. Sorry, but I just need to get going. Let me get these. I wish it was like The Office where they could just like zoom in on my face being so mad. Like I couldn't I couldn't have mean mugged her any harder. If you know Scraby at all, it is hilarious. Like just envisioning this this actually happening. Yeah. It's it's and bad. you're steaming about it. Yeah. Well his other gripe that's uh, gonna be coming up on a uh, program soon is the oh, fact that oh, that Caitlin Clark, as great as she is, is gonna eventually pass not only uh, the gal from uh, Poway, Kelsey, Kelsey, Plum. Kelsey Plum, right, as the all-time women's leading scorer in college basketball. But she's very close to passing Pete Maravich as the all-time scorer total yeah. in college basketball. Now, Pete Maravich, Scraby, Scraby points out, yeah, averaged 44.2 points per game, and that's over a three-year career at LSU. But um, and no three point line without a three point line. That's the most incredible part. That's the most incredible thing. There's no question. Pete Maravich, she's who, filling uh, up, but she's she's. This will be her fourth year season, right? Caitlin Clark. I yeah. think this is it. Is she is she not a junior? There's no way she's a junior. She can't possibly still be a junior. I don't I don't know enough. I have to look her up. I'm looking it up. I'm not a hundred percent sure. And I've been the bearer of mat, bad information myself I mean, today. It may. I mean, like, obviously, Caitlin Clark is. Uh, an unbelievable score. She's unreal. And it makes some sense that she could be able to, I mean, she got the three-point shot. She's yeah. a senior. She's a senior, yeah. okay. Yeah. But if uh, she passes Pete Maravich, she's going to be applauded, and deservedly so, as absolutely. the greatest scorer in college basketball history. But I think Scravey's point, and I'm going to back him up, is that we shouldn't forget really what Pete Maravich accomplished because it was so off the charts that no one will ever come close to it, I don't think. Yeah, forty four point two per game with no three point line. That's unreal. I'm confused because it says I'm getting conflicting. Are you on Wikipedia again? Oh no, I'm not jumping in on this argument. Yeah, it says she entering her senior season, but then I saw junior somewhere else. But she's a senior. Okay, she's a senior. All right, but I want to go back. But you you know what? Everybody, uh, sorry to interrupt, but she could get a COVID year. A lot of the athletes uh, are getting an extra year because of the COVID. Twenty twenty. Yeah, she's only played three seasons, so she she could conceivably has, play yeah. five because of the coronavirus. But why would she? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the NIL probably ain't ain't weak right she's now. She's making a lot of money I'm right now. I'm, I'm sure. seeing her on commercials everywhere. Me too. The State NIL's got to be big time. Oh, I hope we get to that story a little later on. The whole NIL thing. I, I was talking to some folks in the know, and it sounds like. A lot of the rules around these collectives are like changing, like day to day right now. You saw 
that uh, a couple schools are suing the NCAA. Yeah. There's a lot going on, and I think we're ha- we're going to have some growing pains here as they start trying to lock things down because it had turned – it's starting to turn into the wild, wild west, wild, right? So Wild, yeah. wild west. This is uh, – but I, I want to get back to something. <laughs> I don't want to forget this because I almost forgot we would have got through the whole show without me bringing it up. We're talking about gripes. Mm. One of your big gripes earlier this week was about backing into spots. Oh, no, this again. It was so popular. Yesterday I'm at my daughter's soccer game, and I got parents coming up to me talking to me about backing in. Backing into parking spots for those that uh, are so wondering where we're going. I actually at. had some research done on this. Research? Oh, yes. You did. And this is according to uh, Smith Driver Training System, one of the premier corporate driving training courses. Yes, I've heard a lot yes, about them. I'm sure you have. It's, it's, it's out there. It's out there. Drivers spend less than 1% of their time backing up. But a surprising 30 to 40% of all crashes happen when vehicles are in reverse. This is what I heard. This is what I heard. What's from more, approximately 210 people die from backing Whoa. incidents. Yes. I mean, who's dying backing up in a parking Just lot? Me. So you're saying that you're doing the public a service doing the pu- by wasting my time <laughs> while you, I wait for you yes. as you back in. But you're doing a public service by doing that. Public service. I Safety. See. Very nice. Safety you, first. You're a terrific guy. For both new and experienced drivers, driving in reverse continues to be the most dangerous move you can make behind the wheel. I can understand it because there are people that don't pay attention. I definitely look because I've almost hit someone before and it was scary. So it scarred me into looking every time. Just saying. Just saying. It is ridiculous that we have to wait like a minute and a half for someone to back up. Well, listen, if you wait a minute and a half, somebody doesn't know what they're doing. Well, that was my gripe the other day. I don't mind you backing into your spot if you know how to do it. Right. But yeah. don't give me one of these forward, like, back, forward, <laughs> back, forward, yeah, back, like forward, back, forward, back, Austin Powers. And don't park on the line either. If you're going to back yeah, in, yeah, yeah, listen. you need to take the middle of the spot. I am definitely that guy that if I notice my car is too close to one of the lines, I'm going to get back in and we're going to do it again. So, you know. You, yeah. you, you, and I'm then so, I'm waiting even more. I, 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 at this point, you should have already passed. I got out the car. I checked it. Like, you should have already passed yes. at that point. But. but I think it's pretty incredible that we are now on day three <laughs> of this topic. <laughs> I just thought I wanted to bring those those numbers. You did research. You I did some did research. research. Yes. I love it. I found I love this it. for you guys. And you know what I found, Chris? We are by far in the minority from the people that I've talked to. Um, yeah. We are in the minority. Yeah. But if you walk outside right now, down in our parking lot, you'll see that 90% of the cars pull straight in. Yeah, but that's because our parking lot. There's very few that back in. I'm looking. I see six cars in the parking lot, and all six are forward. Right. So that that that's, proves that, that's our your, point. That, that's, yeah. that's the research you're going to do is check <laughs> Look six out cars. the window and see six cars. <laughs> well, that's all I can see right now. Our parking lot isn't conducive for. Oh, oh you know, okay. I'm all just right. saying. Right. It's not a great parking lot for it. For. <laughs> For backing in. You got a lot of weird things going on here. You got a a circle parking lot. You got me. This is a lot. It's a lot. Okay. Where you park, it is kind of tight. Yeah. But But I still get it in These other spots out here are not that tight. Yeah. And this is also. Still somehow people park The the spots where, I was about to say, this is where you get all the bad parking at, too. Someone said five to fifteen seconds to back up. I think there's it's it's at least a good, thirty. A good driver's five to fifteen seconds. It's at least thirty. Five. Five to fifteen. Five. What are you, Jimmy Johnson? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I'm in. 
Get out of here. Five. five is too quick. Five to 15, he said. Or Dude, she said. Nobody's going to five. five. Please. I don't know about five. Can't Fifteen, five. maybe, if you are like one of the best backer uppers in all of all time. To, okay, Tony, we're gonna have to go down to the parking <laughs> just, lot, and we're gonna have to time just Tony saying. pulling into a spot backwards. I we've got time right now. I mean, there's nothing going on in sports. How about this? Is there any way you can bring the YouTube uh, cameras down? I can with us. I can. You man it. I'll call into the station, and we'll go downstairs. No, I'm just kidding. One of these days, though, maybe tomorrow when Tony pulls into I'll let you guys uh, cathedral. Know I'm Okay. All right. Yeah. Man. I, I was embarrassed because I was the first one to bring this up, that I didn't like people backing into spots. And then Tony quickly chimed in and said, but I do back into <laughs> spots. And so that's where this all started. And it's gotten crazily out of control. But thankfully, it uh, replaced the Daily Gambit, at least for one segment. But we're going to have to face the music, guys. We just are. It was a bad night last night. And um, maybe we can do better tonight. Some interesting contests ahead. Let's. Uh, you want to take a little break before? Because we're not going to be able to squeeze it in right here, Scrape. Sure. All right. We'll take our break. Then we'll come back with the bad news that the Gambit has to offer on Gwen and Chris. Hold on. All right. Do, 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 what were we holding on for? Traffic's not ready, so we'll have it's traffic for you at the you, end How many times have you said, break. you got to get out at 12? <laughs> we'll have traffic for you at the end of the break. It is Thursday. Sorry. It's my turn. Thursday. Uh, we didn't get to our Daily Gambit last uh, segment, so I won't distract you guys with backing into parking spots this time. Let's jump right into it. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh. Winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is a mortal lock. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit is our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. Please, everybody, gamble responsibly because we are proving to you how hard it is to gamble in the last couple weeks. The Daily Gambit today is brought to you by The Farmer's Dog. Now, last night, Purdue played against uh northwestern northwestern that's right i know that purdue won in overtime but they did not cover i uh, forgot they won by it. nine in overtime which was quite a big spread because they were 13 and a half uh point favorites in the game so northwestern did cover here and we all purdue yeah yeah well northwestern had won the first game we didn't think they'd give purdue another good game but they did exactly that they did uh it's funny because you brought it up during the actual game Last night, um, the foul the foul differences it was unbelievable, <laughs> and the coach certainly brought it up after the game for Northwestern. Northwestern's coach, uh, I, I think it's Chris Collins, it's Doug Collins's son, but he, uh, yeah, he wasn't too pleased. I believe no, the foul wasn't. disparity was forty six free throw shots for Purdue and eight for Northwestern. And that got better because there was zero at one point. Yes, it was. Late in the second, like 46 to eight. Yeah. Wow. So, and Northwestern still took the game to overtime against the number two team in the nation. 
No call. What does that tell you about how great <laughs> Purdue must not be? <laughs> this is, I mean, I, I hate to say, I mean, I don't hate to say it because it, it's great for all of us. This is one of those years where it seems like the tournament could be bonkers. And the thing about the tournament that you're going to have trouble judging is that all of those games are played on neutral sites. Right. So all of a sudden, now the officials are in 50-50. There's no going to be advantages. You know, not going to be any advantages with hometown refs. There just doesn't seem to be any one great standout team at no. this point. There really isn't. Purdue, Purdue, UConn's on top. Right. And they are till somebody knocks them off, but they're certainly beatable. I know one of the refs last night in the Purdue-Northwestern game, though, was one of the refs in the Aztec Final Four game last year. I recognized him. Just off of facial recognition? Just off of facial recognition, man. man. I, remember that, I remember that Lamont Butler shot. I watch it every day, Tony. Every other day. And I don't think that he's joking when he says I, I that. believe it. He's not. He's not. He's not. <laughs> Next one, New Mexico, 11-point favorites over Boise State. We, or you this was a New stunner Mexico. here. I chose Boise State. Boise State did win 86-78. On the so. road at the pit. Good for Boise State. Nice yeah. win for them. You tried to warn me yesterday when I told you, when I told when you told me about uh it not what it was. I, I think the point I was making is that it wasn't in Boise or it wasn't at, you know, I think something you said yesterday, but you no, Scraby to... said that Boise has similar altitude to Alabama. Oh, yeah, that's, oh, that's what you said. That's I exactly don't what... know that that's yes. factual, yes. but he went with it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Next game, NBA, Denver Nuggets at the OKC Thunder. We all chose OKC. They were six-point favorites. They did win, but they only won by five points, 105-100. Yeah, Here's one that we did, Iowa women's basketball. Uh, they were favorites in the game by 35.5 points against Northwestern. Chris and I chose Northwestern thinking, you know, that's a lot of points. And this is where the odds makers really impressed me because Iowa won the game, but they only or but they only won. They won the game by 36 points. Yeah. Odds makers were right on it. Yeah, they were. And Tony picked Iowa. He that did. was his I uh, can't believe it. This was a uh, this was a day to do the opposite of what everybody else was doing. Yeah, because that's how we all got our one win is by doing something different than everybody else did. Now the Kings in hockey minus one and a half on the puck line over the Nashville Predators. Uh, Chris chose the Kings. Tony and I chose Nashville. Kings win four to two. So that that one hits for Chris. Of course, my only win. The first time I don't pick the Kings, they finally win. They found a way. Now, real quick, we talked about this guy in the Daily Gambit or the Big Five uh, a little while ago, but it was the former Alabama baseball coach Brad Bohannon. He tried to bet on his team. Oh, or that's against right. his team. I'm sorry. This is last year, wasn't it? He was fired in May of tried 2023. Tried to bet against his team? Yes. yes he, uh, well, we didn't know that. at the time it was betting against his team, though. We just knew he bet on the team so, and yeah. they had to fire. So he tried to get a friend to make some bets at the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. For an attempt, the, the friend attempted to make a $100,000 wager against Alabama. The sports book was like, this is weird. We're only going to allow you to do 15000 against Alabama and no more because he tried to make several different bets. So this is what flagged the uh, people to go and look into this Alabama coach. Well, he has received a 15-year 
show clause penalty from the NCAA. Now I had to go look up what show yeah, clause you means. Can't, you can't be around it. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, administrative punishment ordering that any NCAA penalties imposed on a coach found to have committed major rules violations will stay in effect against that coach for a specified period of time. And if they go work somewhere else within the NCAA, it follows them around. So 15 years, no coaching for this uh, coach. Yeah, right he's here. lucky he got only 15. Is he not in jail? I'm not seeing that. Uh, he got Alabama baseball got a five thousand dollar fine and was placed on probation well, for you know, three finding years. them anymore wouldn't do them any good because they're not going. They don't have it. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything about that's, him going to jail. That's but. so. In May when we did, we actually did this on our show. We talked about this we on did. our show. Yeah. We didn't know at the time that he was betting against his team. Yeah, we just this knew. cat was betting. He put tried to put a hundred racks against his own team. The suspicious activity included That's the better's crazy. insistent demeanor to get the bet placed in statements to sportsbook staff that the bet was for sure going to win. Sounds like this guy picked an idiot to make this bet for <laughs> Clearly. him. Hey, I got a hundred hey. grand on Alabama losing Against, this game. Yeah, yeah. I can guarantee they're going to lose. For sure going to lose. Put this down. It's that, a winner. That is crazy. That Good is thing crazy. about uh, the Alabama athletic yes. director. He just hires people of high quality in every sport. The basketball idiot. What's his name? The basketball idiot. Yeah, the basketball guy at Alabama oh, who shoves uh, students he, he, and the, 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 oh, let's the, ooh, the lightweight let's oats. convicted oats. criminals play something else. Nate Oates. Nate Oates. Yeah, he's a, I, it he's gets a worse, guys. I, I, I just clicked on the link to actually read a little bit of the report, and uh, the suspicious activity also included the better showing sportsbook staff messages from the oh coach and explaining God. the messages were what? the coach informing the better that Alabama was scratching its starting pitcher before the game and before Bohannon alerted LSU. Was everybody drunk? This may have been the dumbest friend he could have picked. This is the guy you send to. Make Put a hundred thousand dollar bet yeah. on a team that you're about to coach to lose. Yeah, yeah. They, they always know. say criminals aren't very smart. <laughs> they, That's they, how they all get they caught. They definitely do say that. Yeah. All right. Wow. Now that we're past that, this guy must be like that is absurd. Really? You the went whole and showed text messages to the staff about this. <laughs> you kidding? Come look at the text messages the coach showed me that he yeah. sent me. Yeah. All right, Gosh. Chris. What do you got? I got a couple of games for us tonight. One you'll enjoy, Scraby. USD playing at USF college oh. basketball tonight. Dons and Toreros. Dons are home and favored by right. Uh, Dons are favored by eighteen and a half. Big ones. Ooh, wow! I'll take. Steve. I can't. Steve Lavin's team is really not yet. Oh, come on, Steve. You can do it. US, uh, USD plus the points. Tony, let's go, Dons. Gonna take USF. Scrape. I'm gonna go USF two All right, we'll get one more local game. Uh, Cal State Northridge, otherwise known as CSUN now. I don't know if you guys know that. It's called it's what now? CSUN. C S U N. Cal uh, State University Northridge. CSUN. But they like to be referred to as CSUN. Hmm. They don't like when you call them Cal State Northridge anymore. Okay. So for that, we'll call them Cal State Northridge. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking on UC San Diego tonight. The Tritons are home and favored by 11, Tony. I'll take the Tritons. Tritons have been good this year. Real good. I'll take them. Scrape. I'll take the Tritons, C-Sun. too. No, I just don't like them because, don't be a contr- like because they ask. No, because their insistence on no, yeah. <laughs> I You know, reading game notes before college basketball games, they're not the only ones that make demands on how what you call, call them. Call them. Yeah, University of Pennsylvania came to play the Aztec women. 
You can call us the University of Pennsylvania only one time. After that, we must be called Penn. I'm like, really? How like, are they policing How that? are you getting... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Really? You're, Just you're on that, that basis alone, you'd be University of Pennsylvania I know. the entire game. I know. They're, they're not the only ones. UNLV is another one. Start, making, like, up, start making up my own names. U of Penn. Right. UNLV doesn't like running Rebels for its women's team. Oh, Can't ju- call them that. Just, just for their women's team. They don't want it for their women's team. Not for the women's team. What do they want to be called? UNLV or Rebels. Only. That's it. Anyway, there's a lot of teams like this. That's great. Uh, speaking of women's basketball, number one South Carolina at Auburn tonight. I don't know how good Auburn is, but they're 27 and a half points they're getting against the Man. number one Gamecocks. Scraby. Uh, I'm gonna. I've seen South Carolina play. I've seen the coach. She's no. She's very serious, and she will step on the throat. So I'm going to say South Carolina. South Carolina again, give all those points. What was the points again? 27, 27 and a half. 27 still, and a half. I still think it's going to happen. Yeah, I do too. You're both going with South I'm Carolina. Going with South Carolina. And I'm saying there's a, there's a couple dunks in this game. Dunks? Oh, wow. You're feeling that even. Uh, I'll, I'll take uh, Auburn. Why not? Be the kid. Auburn. Scraby says it right. Scraby Auburn. What am I this week? Thank you. Uh, Lakers are getting 15 at Celtics tonight, uh, Tony. Tony, do you even want a good sound effect? Yeah. I'm not betting on this game. You just want a no action for you? No action for me. NA? All right, Tony gets an NA. Scrape, you want to bet on this game? Celtics? I'll say say 15 over the Lakers? I'll say the the Lakers keep it close. Really? Oh, keep it close, yeah. Yeah. You're taking the points? Maybe they won't win, but I I I popped off earlier how they have no shots, so I got to go with Boston. Back myself up on that one. All right, that's all I got tonight. All right. So you guys can see no, if we can get some wins. I, I didn't give our records for the week because it's best left unsaid. I think I like that yeah, idea. You do. You do <laughs> like it if you knew what our records were. All right. Uh, Should I give away these tickets real quick, Scrape? Sure. Want to have a minute? Yeah, go for it. Two tickets to see San Diego State play Utah State. College basketball at Viejas Arena Saturday. It's a big one. I mean, Utah State's the number one team in this conference right now. Aztecs, of course, have been the number one team throughout the years. So it's a showdown game. Tickets are on sale now at GoAztecs.com. Or you can win a pair right now. Utah State has lost nine consecutive first-round games in NCAA tournament play. Who's the last team Utah State beat in an NCAA tournament game? If you know that... You deserve to get a couple of tickets to see the Aztecs take on Utah State on Saturday. First person with the correct answer at 833-288-0973 will cash in on the tickets. We've got a 30-mile zone headed your way. More Gwen and Chris on the way. Nicholas was all over that trivia question. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. 3.37 is the time. I Chris asked, thought he was stumping somebody today. Well, I thought for sure it would take at least a couple of minutes for somebody to look it up online. Not so much. Nicholas had no such issue. I mean, as soon as the question was out of my mouth, he was on the phone with the answer. The last team, really the only team Utah State has beaten in the NCAA tournament play was the Ohio State University Buckeyes back in 2001. Utah State has lost 19 of its last 20 
NCAA tournament games. You can yell that at the Aggies when they come out on the floor Saturday at Viejas Arena to take on the Aztecs. Nicholas will be there with you as he wins a couple of tickets. If you want to go to the game, tickets are on sale now at GoAztecs.com. Nicely done, Nicholas. We've got a 30-mile zone coming up for you. Some of the uh, fun stories in the world of sports. Are we allowed to say that word scrape, the one that Barkley used? Um, I don't see why not. I mean, they I, had a television show named that. That's true. You're right. Go ahead. <laughs> Charles Barkley calls NFL fans who hate on Taylor Swift. You're either a loser or a jackass. <laughs> I just think Barkley's the funniest guy ever. Uh, he, uh, yeah, I, I heard uh, I heard a pretty decent explanation of why someone doesn't want to see Taylor Swift near the NFL at all. By the it, way, uh, did we talk about this fifteen to twenty seconds of actual real? We talked about it yesterday. Did we talk about it was that? Forty-four seconds. Forty-four seconds. Okay. Yes, uh, but I heard a decent explanation, and it's wait that was Taylor Swift. Yeah. No, I'm talking. About, Chris was asking about how much actual real time. Action on action the fo- is there football, in football game. 15, fifteen to twenty, 20 minutes. Yeah. Yes, fifteen yeah. to 20, twenty minutes of 20 minutes. actual play. Yes, right. In, in baseball, a, it's like nine minutes. It's not that much in baseball. Yeah, I get, I get, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, but the explanation was this: Taylor Swift is worldwide. She is probably the number one act right yes. now in the world, and so she can have all that. Because this person's solace was the NFL where they would not see Taylor Swift or hear about Taylor Swift or be anywhere near Taylor Swift. It was this person's, like, Get place away. to go. And now it's buy been well, but, but, infiltrated. I don't, I don't either because when I walk around I don't town, yeah. I don't see a Thank Taylor you. Swift billboard every time I turn the corner. No, but you get in your car and the first song might be hers. or not you might my hear... car. Really? I'm about to say the... the... The NFL fan base, they think you're listening to the same radio station that's... A lot of daughters. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, Taylor Swift is everywhere. You cannot go anywhere. She's not everywhere, though. She is everywhere. I don't see Taylor very much, other than the NFL, actually. <laughs> there you go. That's but so- I'm saying, I don't see her anywhere else. I see her on TV almost every night. Where? Like yeah, Entertainment Tonight? So one of those uh, things. Yeah, no, please. They, they still are, they're still stuck on the Kardashians, those people. Well, they need to get with the times because no one cares about them anymore. I don't, I don't know that. what cares about them I know. Them I shouldn't anymore. say that. I shouldn't say that. Don't say that. You're right. You're right. Well, all right. Let's check some traffic and then Scrabe will get to the rest of the 30-mile zone. Can't wait. If you don't know your sports gossip, can you really call yourself a sports fan? It's time to bring together sports and celebrity gossip. We call it the 30-mile zone, mainly so we don't get sued by the real company. On 97.3 The Fan. All right. 30-mile zone. Today, we are going to start with... Mark Andrews of the Baltimore Ravens. We oh, mentioned good story. it a good little story. bit ago. I have a question specifically for you guys in the Big Five, but here is the story behind what happened with Mark Andrews. And someone actually tweeted this out or X this out, this whole story. Mark Andrews did not want this attention, but he was on a flight from Baltimore to Phoenix, a Southwest Airlines flight. That surprises me. It's my type me. of guy. My, this it's really my surprises type of me. Guy. Like, I didn't think he would have a well, private PJ? jet. Yeah, come on, No, man. I would think maybe 
first class on like United or Delta or something like that. He likes a bag of peanuts just like the rest of us. <laughs> you can get that in first class. But anyway, I this does tell me a lot about Mark Andrews. He's just another dude. So apparently they were flying and they were in their uh, cruising altitude. And a woman in the back became distressed. And so people were starting to come to her aid because she had a medical issue. And I guess what happened was the flight attendants asked anyone on the plane, a doctor, anybody have any medical history, training, whatever. Anybody ever caught a pass from Lamar Jackson? <laughs> and Mark Andrews stood up and said, I, I have. have. That's me. Uh, well, no. Mark Andrews actually stood up because he is a type 1 diabetic. He recognized this. And he symptoms. recognized her symptoms. Yeah. And so he brought his testing kit over and he tested to see what was going on. And yes, indeed, her blood sugar I don't know if it was low. I, I don't know the exact like right, the terminology. Whatever, whatever happens. So they, they did the finger prick test, and he ended up giving her orange juice, got her sugars up, and she was able to get through the remaining 90 minutes of the flight. And uh, if she if they did not recognize this, she could have gone into a really bad situation yeah. and maybe not even made it down um, to the ground. So made it home. Man. Yeah, made it home. Shout out to Mark Andrews. Uh, good for just him. Being and then a he just Samaritan. walked away, yeah. right? He didn't That's... like get off the plane and call a press conference. No, yep. no, we wouldn't have known about it if uh, uh, somebody who was there didn't x about it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. We would right. never know. He, they said he just walked off good like nothing ever happened. See, my question in the Big Five is going to surround. If he doesn't want, if he doesn't want recognition, should we give him recognition? So we'll talk about that That's in great. the big five. Scraby, thought provoking today, huh? You know when, uh, when when we have nothing to talk about, <laughs> I have to deep. come up you gotta with dig something. Deep. Uh, so Patrick Mahomes, he had his most expensive jersey ever, game worn jersey, sell in an auction. And you would think this would be like an AFC Championship game, a Super Bowl game. Someone paid $213,000 for this jersey. And it looks good. It's dirty. It looks like a game-worn jersey. You guys will never believe, but this is just a random week that sold. Week five of uh, the either this season or last season, during week five of the 2022 season, when they hosted the Raiders at Arrowhead Stadium, 32 bids on this, $213,500 who, just for a game-worn jersey of week five of 2022. Who put this up for sale? That's a good question. Like, I mean, is I mean, because... Oh, uh, an auction company called Golden. And how, how do they get these jerseys, Tony? They buy them. They'll, they buy them from the team? They'll buy them from the team. They'll the buy team them. sells it to an auction house? For sure. Really? Well, maybe not the team. I'm saying, like, a player may auction it off. I mean, how would you get Somebody... Patrick Mahomes' game-used uniform? Because he's well, got to give it back here, to here, the equipment guy after the game, no? Here, I'll, I'll tell you this. Like, for instance, the Padres will, you know, they have the shirts off your back the last game of the season, right? Okay. Where they give away the jersey. Are they done that in the past? Right. Teams give away uniforms or for different auction as different auction items, things of that nature. How this one got into circulation, I, I'm not sure, but... There are so many ways now that that these type of companies can come across these jerseys. You I think mean, Patrick Mahomes wears a different jersey every week? Yes, yes, I do. Every every week, they may even new. cut it off. What if he's sometimes. what if he's like you know, 
superstitious and wants to wear the same oh, uniform sure, that he played in the I'm week sure before. I'm sure if he if he wanted to, isn't they, he the guy that wore has worn the same pair of underwear every day since he was I, in, I, I, yeah. started in is the that, Is that a commercial? That's a little more personal. I yes, think. it is. But I think if he's if he's that superstitious, I wouldn't think he'd want to change his jersey. I don't know that you can just continue to wear the same jersey. I think they're too beat up. And I mean, those things are. They're pretty stretched yeah, they out and destroyed. They, even, they could even cut it off of him because of his dad bod, you know? No, oh, no, I am full Patrick Mahomes dad bod fan right here. And I'm not a fan of his dad. Never mind. All Fluffy. right. The uh, jersey does look cool, though. It has, like, grass stains all over it. Apparently, he threw for four touchdowns this day, and it was fifth, one of his uh, top five highest passer ratings of his career. OG so. Pat had, uh, had the special blend cigar, he said. You know, oh, he, was, oh. he, he was had that Lamar Jackson blend. He said, "Okay, after his the game. dad." Yeah. Oh, the Lamar when he was Jackson. smoking the game-winning cigar. Yeah. The, uh, wow! Right. <laughs> um, did you guys hear about this? Uh, we haven't brought this up, but I've been keeping cl- a close eye on this. But during when the Chiefs played the Dolphins, and it was like negative seven degrees and wind chills over negative twenty, have you guys heard about this watch party in Kansas City that turned pretty terrible? Three of this guy's friends. So a guy, Jordan Willis, invited friends Wait, over to Wait, is this his... the, the three dudes that ended up dead in yes, his backyard? I yes. did see so this. So there's an update, and I wasn't necessarily a I fan was confused. Of, of posting this, as TMZ Sports did. But Jordan Willis invited friends over to his Kansas City area home on that night in early January. And then... I think it was like two days, but he did yeah. not see that they were pat. They his friends were, we're in not his backyard, found. right? Yes, and so people were trying to find him, calling the police, calling different friends. No one could find him. They called him. He said he was asleep. Yeah, he didn't know. So he goes outside, and his friends, all three of them, passed away from exposure to the cold. Now. He has been saying, well, there's no arrest or anything like that. There's like, a lot he, more to this story, if I'm not mistaken, because I've seen it on CNN. Yeah. I've seen it on national news. Everyone's interviewing family members. Because they think that they, deal. That they think there's some something wrong. In there. wrong. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So today, or yesterday, Jordan Willis announced that he is going to be going into treatment for substance abuse. Now, this is making the internet kind of crazy because... It's kind of an admission of guilt to some people that they, that your substance abuse led to the death of your friends. So why are you making this admission? Other people are saying he's just going to rehab so that this story goes away. I mean, maybe maybe that also had to I do something with I don't believe the going away. I mean, we've yeah. got the so national either. news media yeah. covering this and trying to find out what happened to these I three was conf- I mean, I, I, I kind of caught in the kind of joined the, the story in the middle and they had the three guys' heads circled on a picture that mm-hmm. all five of them were on. And you didn't really, it didn't really give you any insight to where it was going. So the the guy's house that they found the friends at, he's headed to rehab. Yes, but get this. Get this. It gets even deeper. Oh, boy. One of the men who passed away had connection to pharmaceuticals, which uh, shed some light. Um, One of them also had an active pharmacist license, which was issued last year, set to expire in May. No one's really sure what happened, but we're starting to put the pieces together that there were drugs involved right. in this. And it may, yeah, it may just be well for it. somebody to to be outside and freeze to death without knowing it. I'm going to take a wild guess that there was some pharmaceuticals involved. Yeah, 
I just going to take a wild stab at that. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, agree. I'm not going to lie. When I was when I saw it on the news, they were making it seem like my guy did it. Did it. Like yeah. he he had something to do with Locked those. Locked them out of the house <laughs> and wouldn't let them leave the backyard? Here's one of the theories is that same thing. They went outside to like smoke a cigarette or something or, or go to the car. The door locked behind them. This guy passed out. Couldn't hear them trying to get in the house. And maybe their keys were inside. And so they didn't realize that you could die within like 10 to 15 minutes of being in negative temperatures like that. Oh, his door got to get kicked down. Something's got to get thrown. Yeah, I don't know what. It's got to be a standing That that, that goes back to where... Also, when you're you're really intoxicated, you cannot tell how cold you actually are. So all of these things may have factored into yeah, this. Yeah, you know how booze makes you feel warmer when you're not actually yeah. you're not actually warmer. The reason I'm not so happy about the reporting of this story is just I feel like if this guy really does have substance abuse issues, eh, him going to rehab is not anyone's business. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, well, once you've had three people die on your lawn, I guess it becomes, it becomes business. everybody's business. All right, at I can that get point. behind that a little bit. Uh, another story. Hold on, I haven't done my stings yet, guys. That's what those are called? Stings, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Another story. This is not sports-related. Well, it's kind of sports-related. It's skiing. But there was someone who captured themselves skiing down a hill in Utah, and an avalanche happened. So this person has a, a a, a helmet camera, and you see them take a turn, and then you see the sheets of snow starting to fall down the hill, and then you see him or her with the sheets of snow going over them, they ended up being okay. The video is just an incredible video yeah. of someone caught in an avalanche. And if you want to Google this, Davis Gulch Avalanche is what the video is called on YouTube. Steve, actually, Steve Gorley was caught in the middle of it. It is scary stuff. Yeah, man. I, I, this is why I don't like messing with the ocean. I don't like messing with mountains of snow. Tony wants to be on a good... Altitude, yeah, man. This is, this a good is yeah. There's too many freak things like that can happen, man. It's too many. You're right. I mean, I, yeah. This guy said he's not going to be doing this anytime soon. I bet. So, I bet. I bet. You know, they. I've watched like an avalanche show before, like on Avalanche Survival, and what you do, um, you're supposed to make yourself big so that when the snow settles, you're going to have a little bit of room. But I feel like I'm dead at that point if I'm covered in <laughs> the snow. How, how do you? Make You're supposed to make yourself big like, so when the snow you settles, s- you you have more room, room to to move. More because room to what? To where to you move go? You're or buried under out. ten feet of snow. Because sometimes what happens is the snow catches you and you are stuck like carbonite, which is terrifying to be stuck in this avalanche. Oh, how do you but, know? Giving me the heat How do I know? Because this show was like detailing guys that have like survived this, but now they have this kind of a not parachute or a buoy where if you get caught in an avalanche, oh, you, you, you pull, pull the cord and the buoy goes up to the top, and then someone can either find you or you can climb yourself out if you're not in a terrible spot. But that's uh, my worst nightmare is oh, carbonite sounds... after a that's not my avalanche. worst nightmare. That's not your worst nightmare? What's your worst nightmare? Getting my foot caught in the drain at the bottom of a pool. <laughs> that used to be mine back in the day right there. That's a that's a legit Wait, one. say that one more time? Getting, Getting dr- your foot caught in the drain at the bottom of a pool. I feel like that's an urban legend. That's why, why I kind of let it go. I, I remember an too. episode of Baywatch with this where I'm serious. Like someone jumped in the pool to get their ring and then they ended up almost dying on the bottom of the pool. And one of the Baywatch people had to jump in and give them CPR and all this stuff. 
Interesting. Yeah. So scares me. <laughs> Anything me. where my breath is, my oxygen is being kept from me is terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. So, Chris, you got any? Um, I do. Okay. Real quick. I think it's pretty amazing. Do you know who, I have to get it called up here. Do you know who Paige Van Zant is, Scraby? Yes, I do. You do? She's a former UFC fighter. MMA star. She's also an OnlyFans model. Yes, she is. She got an eye-popping... I did. I saw the story. Oh, Oh, you did. All right, Tony. She got a request from one of her OnlyFans fans offering her $50,000. Yes. What the fan wanted was the next time she got her hair cut to send the scraps to him. <laughs> 50 yeah. grand for this too. 50,000. Did she do it? I didn't click on the article. I don't know. I mean, that's weird. Yeah. But I learned, own. I have learned not through my own. Yeah, sure scrape. But there are some weird interests out there. To each his own. To each his own is correct. Apparently, according to the story, she's sitting on the fence. She hasn't decided yet. Just do it for 50000 She just has to cut her hair and send it? I, you know, but it kind of gives the person a little yeah, squeamish man, in into her. Yeah, that's it true. Might, you know? It might spiral to something else. Yeah, that's, that's the thing I'd worry about. <laughs> Someone in the chat said, Scraby has fifty k to buy hair? <laughs> <laughs> this was not me. This was not me. I that promise. segment was brought to you by Spiro's Mediterranean Cuisine in Coronado or La Jolla for dining or takeout. Out options, visit SpearsCuisine.com. All right, Chris versus the fans, 833-288-0973. Get in line. That's next on 973 the fan. The workday is coming to an end. It is five o'clock. I will see you all tomorrow. But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it is. Your hosts, Tony Quinn Jr. I mean, probably from the ages 23 to about 30, I only ordered 4x4s. Only a 4x4, man. And Chris Ello. I am just as bad of a pig as you are when it comes to eating. (laughs) (laughs) It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes, yes, yes. With Plenty of nonsense in between. Oh, look! Here comes our fearless producer! Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. Somehow we have made it to the 4 o'clock hour. Not quite sure how we've done it. <laughs> how are we going to make it through the 6 gotta, o'clock hour? we got That's another the question. two hours to try to, I don't know, finagle our way through. We'll, we'll figure it out somehow, some way. This segment... However, it's for you guys. Chris versus the fans. 833-288-0973. Two tickets to Tom Kiefer and L.A. Guns on April 11th at Westgate Las Vegas Resort Casino. It's an electrifying night of rock and roll as two icon bands, Tom Kiefer and L.A. Guns, come together to perform live, as I said, on April 11th, Westgate International Theater at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casinos. Get that casinos, casino. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. All right. Scrabe is uh, feverishly working to get some questions on there because uh, they got dwindled down over the week so far. Yeah, I, I, I sat down to do it this morning and wrote like one and then forgot. So <laughs> I got some in there, though, and they're, they're decent questions. Um, we will have some San Diego State guests on tomorrow. 
Uh, hopefully next week. Uh, want to get the pod, what's the Senate get the Want to get the Aztecs baseball coach. Uh, new coach, yes, new coach this year for the Aztecs, and uh, he is, I think, going to do a phenomenal job for the Aztecs. Uh, they get started here uh, pretty quickly. College baseball, then uh, February is usually about when, about right, isn't it? Or a little late February? Yeah, no, that's that's exactly right. About around around this next around this month, later this month, I think, yeah. is uh, is the opening series. As we know, um, spring training is around the corner. Uh, soon to be getting to that Padres still have some um some holes to fill if you will but how they get filled I don't I don't think very many people know at this point no I got something coming up after uh Chris versus the fans that I think people will enjoy okay it was put together by uh something called new arena it's the 25 greatest baseball players of all time almost impossible to make a list like this, but the they did a pretty good job. The they did a pretty good job. They did a pretty good job. Uh, there are four active players on the list. I'll let you think about who those might be as we get into Chris versus the fans. So, real quick, Chris Acker tomorrow. Uh, oh, right, San Diego State basketball. Uh, Sean Cole, Padres, Padres base, or San Diego State baseball coach. Hopefully sometime next week. We're supposed to have Sean Lewis, the Aztec football coach, on as well right. in the next so week or so. I've been get, working on that. We're going to get the head honchos on here. We're uh, going to get some, uh, yeah, the big take dogs. care of you Aztec fans. Real quick, uh, Adam on the chat sent, me a, sent us a message saying, um, one of my best friends listens every day and has a daughter who's five years old. She loves the Muppets, and the first time she heard Scraby's voice on the radio, she was like, it's Fozzie Bear. <laughs> so I, I guess was I this, sound like Was Fozzie this Bear. when you were impersonating one of the many Crisello voices? Or would, no, I think this, this is just, just your normal voice. You know, my voice gets many different. I find that to be I- ironic Why? because for so long you've been giving Patrick Mahomes such a hard time about being Kermit. And now, hey everybody, look at my dad box. Now you, your natural voice is, is who? Fozzie Bear. I think he says, <laughs> does, doesn't he go waka waka waka? <laughs> You're asking me or telling me? Um, I haven't watched Sesame Street recently. It's been a while. It's yeah. been a while. It's been a while. All that right. is a good story. Let's get to some uh, Chris versus the fan. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself. Howdy do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right. The rules. You have to make it through three questions. Each question will get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get it wrong and Chris gets it right, you're eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win if you're a first-time player. Player. (laughs) Let us know. You get the first question for free today, and we will be very ready for the buzzer if you take too long. So there you go. It it really means... Scraby will be ready for the buzzard if you take too long. Three seconds Bingo. to announce whether or not you're a first-time player. Ten seconds to answer a question, and Scraby <laughs> means it. Thank you, Chris. First contestant of the day, Jacob. Welcome to the show, Jacob. Jacob. Oh, hello. Hello, oh, hello. Jacob. You ready? To I am not a first-timer, but I am a player. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That's the first time Very I've nice. That one. Very nice, nice job, Jacob. Nice Here we go. First question.
What player won AL MVP in 2023? Here's that. Last year. Last year. I do not recall. Chris doesn't know. I don't do well on recent questions, but I think that was Shohei Otani last year. Shohei Otani. Sorry, that is Jacob. Correct. Sorry, Jacob. Sorry, Jacob. We move to our next contestant, Eric. Welcome to the show. Happy Thursday, Eric. Happy Thursday, Waka Waka, y'all. Waka Waka, <laughs> y'all. Here we go. First question. Who was named to the cover of MLB The Show this year? Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. What, what was the answer? Ronald Acuna Jr. Ronald Acuna Jr. Stay there. I don't know that Chris remembers this. He's... God, it was somebody that's not Ronald Acuna Jr. It was somebody not as good as Ronald Acuna Jr. Okay. <laughs> nah, it's good news for Eric. I can't remember. So, move on. It was a junior. Yes. It was Vlad. 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 Yeah, Vlad Jr. come up with that. Yeah. You're still there, All right, Eric. very good, Eric. Eric, you're on to the next round. Here we Take go. Take advantage of your opportunity. Question number two. The last Winter Olympics held in the U.S. of A was in what city? They did host an Olympics, Winter Olympics. <laughs> Not the last one, though. Uh, my, Where's Lake Placid? Um, my New wife's York. cousin lives there in Park City where they still have the uh, Olympic skiing venues. So I think Salt Lake City is the answer to this, unless somebody was after them. Ah, Park Sorry City is a that, beautiful Eric. place, too, by the way. Sweet, sweet yeah. indeed. They still have the ski jumps and everything. Yeah, they do. They're still there. Uh, like, you can go see them Maybe anytime. five years ago now, six years ago, my daughter went up there for a tournament, and okay. we went to the, the went facility. Went to the yeah. place, yeah. Where Did they you do ski stuff. jumping? No. Did you do luging? I just finished telling you I don't want to be on the slopes with an That's avalanche. True. Well, yeah, I mean, they're not going to put you on an avalanche. I mean, it was, it was, it was, sun, it was, a, it was summertime anyway, so oh. it wouldn't really matter. But All right. All, right. All right, let's go to our next contestant, Christian. Welcome to the show. Happy Thursday to you. Hey, guys. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. First question. Billiard and snooker tables are usually which color? Uh, green. Got it. Nice, nice work. Job. I used to play uh, pool often. Were you were you a pool? I was all right. You I all mean, right? I wasn't great, but whenever there was the end of the end of the uh, end of the round, you know, the game when you had the eight ball or something, you had to sink. My buddy would always go. A lot of green, Chris. A lot of green <laughs> between the cue ball and the eight ball. I trying to imagine, psych, trying to psych you out yeah. a little bit. A lot huh? of green. I can imagine Chris being a, a pool shark. I was, like, right. was, was going to say, you know, pool is one of the one of the sports that you know you can hustle somebody pretty. Yeah, easy. Well, I be like I'm not that great. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> Did you do that? Yeah. No. All right. You Here know, like go. Uncle Phil that one time in Fresh Prince. Do you remember that episode? Oh, that's right. Phil's just serving those dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a great yeah. episode. All right. Question number two. 
former head coach Marvin Lewis lost a playoff game in how many consecutive years? Can I know what team he was head coach of? The Bengals. I'm going to give you a little help there. Nice. Four. Four. He never won one, right? I know that. I, that's not. You're not going to tell me whether that's right or not. But I know he never won one. I just don't know how many years in a go. Five. Five. I hate number questions. <laughs> I'm no. sorry, Christian. I know. Sorry, Christian. Know. Sorry, it was Christian. So close. He went to seven. He never won a playoff game in Cincinnati. I know yes. the one year that they had the really good team. Carson Palmer tore his knee up against yeah. the first Steelers. Steelers. Like the first, yeah. yeah, it was. It was a wrap. He was also the defensive coordinator of the great. Ravens defense. Yeah. Ravens. Is that how he got his uh, go that at is. being that a is. coach? Yep. All right, here we go. New contestant, Tim. Welcome to the show, Tim. Hello, this is Tim and Taylor. Second time. Oh, oh, second. 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 <laughs> I love it. Tim and Taylor. Here we Sounds go. like a fan of you. And, and we have a kangaroo court that if you need some stuff later on, let me know. I'll call back because we okay. have a little debate between the two of us. Oh, okay. Wow. All, All right. right. Here we go. First question. <laughs> Tim, what? Or excuse me. Tim and Taylor. What is a perfect score in gymnastics? You know, I know. Mary Lou Retton with the first ever perfect ten, my friend. Ten, 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 ten. Nice that job. is correct. Love the energy, Tim. If you saw the after-school special, stay away from the Clorox bleach. <laughs> right. <laughs> Question number two. What country hosted the 2014 Winter Olympics? Oh, you don't know 2014. You weren't alive. I don't expect you to know that. Nagano, I think, was 08. Uh, we'll go with Vancouver. Vancouver. Why is it not going? Okay, it's not going. There it is. All right. Sorry about that, Tim. Chris? Well, it certainly wasn't Vancouver. It's not a country. One in Whistler? It's not a country. Uh, 20, what, 14? Yeah. So you're going back like three Olympics. You're not even asking me who the last one was. Uh, I'll say Russia. I Russia. I going to know it. I knew it. I knew it. That is. All right. I a, Tim. I have a question. Okay. What's your question? question? Taylor, what's your question? Um, so I got a new bat and my helmet is pink, but the bat is black and blue. And she's trying to get me to buy a new helmet. And I told her that if you play hard, it doesn't matter what you wear. Oh, I can't disagree with man. you, Tim. Taylor I, wins. I, <laughs> Taylor, do I have to break Fred on a new helmet? <laughs> I will leave that one up to you, but she certainly is telling the truth. If you look good, you play good. That's right. Hey, the pink and helmet Tony, is I'm not bad. If we call in, Tony will say, if you look good, you play good. Chris Ella will say, get off my lawn. You don't need a new helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Probably both true again. Yes, sir. Hey, if you're wearing the pink and helmet, though, you might. I got two tickets to the Super Bowl for sale. I DM'd you. DM me back, buddy. We'll get you in there, bud. First row in the end zone. <laughs> Are they $5? <laughs> I'll a little bit more DMs. than $5 because I paid a little bit more to get them. But okay. maybe we started GoFundMe with my thought, and then the fans put, a, put you there. 
I mean, it's a great thought, Tim, but I could not accept I could not accept a GoFundMe from people. I couldn't do it. But thank you, Tim. I pr- I'm going to check your DM, and thank you, Taylor. Tim and Taylor, What I was going to say is if you have a pink helmet and no one else has a pink helmet, then you're the coolest one on the, the team. Hey, I don't know. The she, had the, she had the hammer. She, she had, she had right. the hammer. If you look good, you play good. I mean, she ended the conversation. Boom. I think right she there. did. Yeah. She did. Thank you for calling Tim and Taylor. All right. Uh, we need to go to a tiebreaker, tiebreaker. Tiebreaker, tiebreaker. Chris, now, do you have any randoms? Um, let me see who I got today. Uh, no, I don't have any. You know what? I have right a random. Andy Dalton. Andrew Dalton. Yep. Um, are, did Texas you spell Christian this? Frame. Is this name right? Yes. Ollie? Yeah. Okay. Ollie, welcome to the show. Happy Thursday. Hello, Ollie. Hey, first time player. First time oh. player. Well, then let's go ahead and ask him some questions, sir, so he can use the first time player. Oh, yeah. That's right, because yeah. you wanted to go tiebreaker there, huh? Yeah, I did. All right, it's here okay. we go. Second okay. question. Going to give him a chance. Yes. Yeah. Dylan Cease was drafted in the sixth round of the 2014 MLB draft by what team? Chicago White Sox. Uh, stay there. See, I have no idea then. That's who I would have guessed. Yankees. Oh, come on. Okay. Wow, okay. You gave the look like I got it right. It was, was a worried. team in Chicago, but it was the Cubs. The Cubs, yeah. all right. Yes. Yeah. Good for you, Ollie. You're, You're on in the to the next round, Ollie. Here we go. Please. You're in the final. Oh. This is this is right out of Scraby's classification right here. What are you doing? Who was the controversial aerial skier who was born in the U.S. but represented China in the Olympic Games? Ali. Unfortunately, no. Close, but no cigar. Chris is gonna have to remember her name. No, he's not. We talked about her. A couple times. More Aho? than a couple. Aho? Aho. That's all I can come up with. <laughs> Was that just... <laughs> I don't Sounds? remember Grace something. Was it Grace something? I don't know. Aho. <laughs> Grace was, Aho. It was not that. <laughs> you are a winner. There you go. Nice when you hear it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Who was it? Eileen Goo. Yep. All right. Yeah. Stay there, Ollie. Ollie, hang on the line. Scravy. We'll come to you in a second. Get your information. Good for you, Ollie. You're a 1,000 hitter, man. First first performance gets a win right out of the gate. Indeed. We got more Gwen and Chris on I the other side. I want to this Aho person. <laughs> Stop it. Right back. All right, Gwen and Chris, 423 the time. Good job by Ollie. Took down Chris with the fans today in his first attempt. He'll have another chance probably tomorrow. Um, who are the greatest 25 baseball players of all time? I mean, there's no way to actually rate this, is there? But here's one web page's list, and it's pretty good. See if you can think of the four active players that are on this. Greatest 25 baseball players of all time. There's four guys are active. Mike Trout. Of course Mike Trout, yes. Has to be. Who else that's active would you put on this list? Yeah. Four... Active players on the top 25, 25 in the players. history of baseball. And I, when I get to the end of this, I think you're going to like the list, Tony. Because I know who you would not rate number one. And they don't rate that person number one. Oh, okay. I got you. Um, so Mike Trout. Trout, 
one of the top 25 of all time. Man. I'm going to guess one that's on that. Guess one. And did Otani make that list already? Yep. He's on it already. Is he number one? No. He's is, not number one. Is the babe number one? No. Okay, He's no. just telling me I was going to like I just told list. him he won. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Christy Mathewson, number 25. Now, they cover everybody. He was in the original Hall of Fame. When Christy Mathewson made the Hall of Fame, there were five guys in the Hall of Fame. He was one of them. Here's one of the active ones, number 24, Mookie Betts. Okay. Pretty high praise for Mookie Betts, I must say. Uh, Albert Pujols, 23. Greg Maddox, certainly one of the greatest pitchers ever. Where was where was Betts at? 24. 24. Uh, Randy Johnson, 21. Word. 20, Joe DiMaggio. Shohei's 19, Trout's 18. There's still one active player left. Sandy Koufax is 17. Oh, I know who it is. That ought to give you a hint to who, who the it? active player left is. Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw is 16. Greatest player of all time. Pretty good for Kershaw. Yeah, man. Honus Wagner, only guy who has as many batting titles as your dad. I think he was it the same. Honus? Yes. You and your dad. No, yeah. not me and my dad. Right, your dad and Honus Wagner. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> you and your I dad. Wish, I wish Tony I could. Tony Jr. had seven. Your I dad wish, had seven. I wish I could put myself. I don't myself have any Honus Wagner had. Is uh, Tony Gwynn on the list? Uh, no. We'll see, but mm, no. I, I'd love him to be. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. fourteen. The Rocket. Roger Clemens. Stan Musial. Where's Barry Bonds? Stand Pedro Martinez eleven. Mickey Mantle. We get into the top ten. Walter Johnson nine. Lou Gehrig, A-Rod, seven. Can't argue with it if you want to leave the steroids out. I am loving this list not caring about the steroids. It's it's refreshing. All right. Ty Cobb, six. Also not caring about people's uh, <laughs> <Backgrounds>. personality or <laughs> racism leanings. Leanings. Number five, Hank Aaron. I think Hank almost could be higher. I think. I mean, I don't know who I'd put him ahead of, but five just seems low oh, for Hank. Hank, Hank doesn't get enough he doesn't. Um, consideration for greatest of all time. I know. Look at his numbers. Oh, he's the leading RBI guy and the leading home run guy, except for Barry. Yep. So Lifetime 300 hitter, too, I believe. That's right. Ted about, Williams, number four. Teddy Ballgame, four. What about um, Willie Mays? Willie Mays, number three. Barry so Barry's got to be one. A little high for Babe Ruth, number two. We've talked about this in the past. And I think Tony brings up the best reason of all why Babe should not be number two. But the thing with Babe is he was a great pitcher also. Right. And the next one after him was Otani. There hasn't been anybody since that could pitch and hit. And, yes, Barry Bonds, number one. So I knew you would like that list, Tony, yeah, no, because I of just, who was number one. I just, it's, it's less about, you know, it was, it was more about when Babe played that right. I think knocks him yes. out of consideration for being greatest. Right. Of all time. He just didn't play in an era where the best of the best were the playing. The best, best were not playing. Right. A lot of them were not allowed to play. Right. That's why I think Hank should be higher. Willie's up there. I'd put Hank ahead of Willie. I, I didn't really see either of them play. I know you think I did, Scrape. <laughs> you know, Willie was a, probably the superior fielder, but I don't know that Hank was a bad fielder. And Hank Aaron's numbers are just a little better. 755 home runs for Hank. 660 for Willie. I mean, that's yeah. 100 different. Yeah. And Hank had 300 more RBIs. Anyway, they're both great. So 
And you could do this list any number of ways. But I liked it because they included a few uh, active guys, some really old guys, and they they went ahead and looked past the steroids, which I don't mind once in a while. I I, I actually heard this from Ken Rosenthal. uh, as he, He was saying how he pertains to voting for guys and not voting for guys. And and he draws the line where, unlike Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, when those rules hadn't been actually put into the game yet in terms of testing, suspensions, A-Rod and, let's say, uh, Manny Ramirez both got popped after they brought those rules into play. And That's they still true. they still elected to go out and try and to still try to the skirt the rules, right? Whereas other guys did something that probably would be frowned upon, but wasn't but necessarily against the rules. Wasn't yet. in the bylaws at that point. Interesting. Someone so, in the chat said, uh, "No, Tom Seaver, Tom terrific, Tom yeah, terrific. just outside Original the top Tom twenty-five. Yeah. He'd be up there." But you know, I think they got the better pitchers. I mean, Pedro's. I think the interesting one in that. Because he's the second-rated pitcher behind Walter Johnson. I always felt Pedro was that good. Yeah. But would you put him ahead of Clemens and Randy Johnson and Maddox and Koufax? I put him – I I don't – But I, I, I think might Randy, think about it. I think Randy has a better case. Over Pedro. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, just for the longevity in which he did it at that level. You know, Rodgers had a dip. Those really good years in Boston. Then he dipped off and like almost disappeared. Clemens reappeared in Toronto, and he kind of reappeared maybe with some help or just more just <laughs> that surmising. is that is what the thought process yeah. is. Um, and then you know became went on to become a, a terrific postseason pitcher for. I think the, the funny. I think the funniest guy in the list has got to be Maddox. Because if Maddox just walked into the room, you'd think he was like a selling shoes or something. <laughs> I mean, he's the least likely looking athlete in the history of sports. He's what he's and what, he's that good. But that is what makes baseball such a wonderful yeah. sport, right? Is that he does look like he works at your your Barnes and Noble right. or your Fries. Uh, he, he looks like he belongs in one of those spots. But he would carve you up. Yep, from that mound. Love Maddox being on this list. All right, thought we'd share that one because. Well, if we were to catch you up on the news of the day, we wouldn't be able to fill the segment. And I got a segment in the Scravy Show called News of the Day. Oh, good luck with that today. <laughs> I know. Good I'm luck with that today. I'm going to have to go to my Roomba files again. Okay. Well, you're going to have to do a big five before you do that. That's coming up next on Gwen and Chris. Tune into Kickoff with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. Analysis from Boomer. Picks from Mike. The biggest stories in the league packed into an hour. Friday nights at 7 p.m. here on 97.3 The Fan and always live on the free Odyssey app presented nationally by Cosamigos Tequila. Cosamigos, brought to you by those who drink it and by Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. I got uh, to get home. Why? I didn't realize I was missing the Pro Bowl games. Yeah, dude. We've seen. Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> the Pro Bowl games are underway. Let's let's be careful. We are carrying the game on our station on Sunday. Well, they what are game? the Pro Bowl game. <laughs> the, are they the still have a game football. for it? The flag football, oh, the flag game? football We're game. Carrying that. Yeah. That's actually going to be. A, I know it's on the station. I didn't realize they're going to do play by play of a flag football game. I think it's more fun, but I also think they changed the Pro Bowl situation, and so people are just stuck with this flag football for a little bit. Um, you know what I'm stuck with? 
You two with this Lakers Celtic game on behind me. Well, you put it on. We well, didn't I, order it. I'm just saying. Um, I'm, you're you're, you're I, a glutton I, for punishment I, I have here. To, I had to turn to it. I couldn't like not watch it. Well, I watched the whole. I paid extra money to watch the Dolphins get embarrassed against the Chiefs. Paid for Peacock. <laughs> I paid for internet on the airplane. Yes, you did. I couldn't DVR any of it. I had to sit there for three solid hours of agony. Adam uh, just texted me, our boss, saying that the Pro Bowl is kind of like a talk show during the flag football game. So that makes sense. It's not like a... Yeah. And Tua goes back to pass, throws it over They're the not going to do that? No, I don't think oh. so. Kevin Harlan's not going to be... He's between the numbers! <laughs> Inside actually, the 20. <laughs> that would be great. He is Houdini! <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I actually really enjoyed the Pro Bowl last year. I, I, I did. I mean, I enjoyed the uh, different events. The actual flag football game got a little bit more competitive than I thought it was. If I'm not mistaken, Jalen Ramsey took out Tyreek Hill. Didn't so know did that. Yeah. Well, don't do it again this they year. They weren't teammates at that particular point, but they would soon to become yeah. teammates thereafter. Hmm. All right, Scraby's got actually, I think, has a, an interesting big five today. Oh, wow. Some interesting subjects matters right. in there. So I'll be the judge of that. All right, let's get to it after some traffic. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. The Manning brothers are also a part of the Pro Bowl event. They will be coaches of each team. Eli for one team and then uh, Peyton for the other team. I find the Manning brothers to be hilarious when they have scripted material. You don't like them freestyling? Not as much. Okay. Not as much. I'm sorry. I've never heard of Miles Killebrew. Oh, this is the uh, one where they got to see how many footballs they can catch like while holding them. I like this. Okay. <laughs> Tony. Well, don't let not, us interrupt you, Tony. Yeah. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy not, the Pro Bowl games. Did not expect that. <laughs> Sorry. Number five. I was more talking about the person that's competing. A special teamer named Miles Killebrew is, is competing in the Pro Bowl. Good for All him. right. CBS Sports polled some of their baseball writers about which new rules they want to see possibly in- implemented in baseball. And these aren't like pitch clock rules, but some of them said they wanted rules to make the starting pitcher a thing again. But our guy, Matt Snyder, brought up an interesting rule he wants to see. He wants regulation on the base running oven mitts. His reasoning is because they extend several inches off the hand and makes it easier on the base dealer to reach base. Tony, should the MLB look at this? No. I mean, there should be a a regulation in terms of how long they, they allow it to be, but... What if the uh, oven mitt was the length of a swimming pool noodle? Well, that, well that's what I'm and saying. You just like reached out and touched second base with the end of the noodle. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that they have some type of regulation. Now, maybe they need to enforce it in terms of how long it gets. Uh, but ultimately, that's there for safety, right? You you don't want dudes sliding in there and breaking fingers. And it used to happen a lot more now. Before these oven mitts came to uh, to came into play, but I think Major League Baseball they're not going to let it get too long. 
they're not stupid. They want to. They they want this to be right. So I'm sure they already do. Now they'll probably be enforcing it more. So that's not the rule I was looking to hear from our guy. Matt. Uh, th- this was all just fun rules. Oh, fun rules. I'm you know, agreeing Matt's with Matt Snyder 100. percent Bring back the days where you rolled up some baseball batting gloves and put them in your fist and slid into second safely. Slower. It's just is so funny that. I, I'd never understood the putting the batting gloves in your hand. Well, doesn't it just so keep from the dirt it just, the, it, the, the idea is for you not to put your hands down. You I mean, keeps... have you ever skinned your palm before? No, because I've never had get, uh, batting gloves in my hand. Blah, 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 blah. He's... <laughs> uh, Chris, you agree right. with Matt Snyder. Okay. Yeah. I just want to say, though, because we were talking about the broadcast, it's uh, the... Pro Bowl broadcast. I should have probably not said that I knew what I was talking about when I didn't. Well, we don't take you seriously. I know. I'm trying to work on it. Westwood One is not going to be offering a play-by-play broadcast of the flag football games or skills, but they are going to produce a three-hour feature show around the event and preview the Super Bowl. So if you're in your car on Sunday driving somewhere starting at noon, you will hear uh, some NFL content around the Super Bowl. Basically, is what I'm trying to say here. Number four. The fallout from Bill Belichick and the Patriots parting ways is starting to produce some juicy stories from the inside. I guess Tom Brady's father talked to the Boston Globe, and one of those stories was about Robert Kraft and his regret for letting Tom go. Brady Sr. said, quote, talking about Kraft, he just said, I made a mistake. He told us that back in September. We don't all make the right decisions, but he's made a hell of a lot of good ones over the years. But I know that it galls him that Tommy went elsewhere and won. Not that he won, but that he won after Bill Belichick said Tom was done. So, Chris, is this just all talk, or did the Patriots lose out on one, at least one, Super Bowl? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, Brady had an unbelievable thing with Tampa Bay. I mean, they didn't have a great year that year, though. No. I think they were the five seed. Caught fire in the playoff. Were they the wild card team, too? I think so. They were, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's a tough thing to say. I mean, Brady, I'm glad this worked out the way it did because it creates some good controversy. Well, what do you think, Tony? Do you think the Patriots missed out at least one Super Bowl? Because the story, while you're thinking, the story is that Bill told Robert Kraft that Tom was done and they needed to move forward on a new quarterback. Robert Kraft trusted Bill. And then once they saw that Tom was not done, Robert Kraft was jealous that Tom was not a Patriot. I mean... I think you're piling on Belichick while he's down. I think ultimately Bill ended up being, you know, he was just a year early. But you run that risk. I mean, that's what Bill Belichick had been known for, like getting rid of guys... Just on the right time. Well, he ended up being a year early. And that ended up costing him a Super Bowl. Um, but I don't know that Robert Kraft should be mad at that. One more Super Bowl? I mean, like, it's not like Tom went over to to the Bucks and he won, like, three straight. And it's like it was a clear. He certainly fell off. I don't want to say a cliff. But it, the following year after the Super Bowl, he wasn't the same quarterback yeah so i don't know that is yeah. i think this is a little bit of piling on of, of, of i just of find Belichick. it interesting that tom brady's dad is the one who's bringing well, this. we this happens all the time one of these breakups happen soon thereafter stories start kind of finding their way out yeah 
which we had never heard before until now. Yeah. Number three. Zero zero right now in Lakers Celtics. Yes, so you guys know. eleven seconds into the game. <laughs> Good job, Tony. You're hanging in. Uh, it's actually two nothing Celtics. Oh, now. as soon as I turn my head. <laughs> uh, so I saw this tweet earlier, and I had to read it three times to make sure I was reading it correctly. But Peter Thiel or Thiel, I'm not sure what his last name is, how it's pronounced. But Peter Thiel and a group of venture capitalists are funding the. Enhanced Games, an Olympic-style competition that allows performance-enhancing drugs. The events are going to include track and field, swimming, gymnastics, weightlifting, and then this scares me, the combat sports, while you're allowed to use performance-enhancing drugs. The first uh, um, Enhanced Games are going to be in 2025. Obviously, this has people split. Tony, is this promoting cheating? You know, there are a lot of people in the sports world that like this idea of just letting it all hang out. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, like, is there some type of regulation in terms of how doped up you can be? I don't know. Can you just, I mean, because now you're worrying about safety. I mean, because, you know. These aren't healthy things These aren't like, you, you know, too much of it is not good, yeah. I, I would think. Yeah, this is interesting. I'm, you know, track and field, there's going to be some blowouts. There's going to be some gruesome hamstring, oh. soft tissue oh. explosions. My goodness. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. You just painted the, that. I'm, these ten, the, the reason why these things happen is the muscle gets too big for the tendon to to, to hold on to. I know. I deal with it all the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested. I mean, I guess the real question is, would you watch it? I guess I, I, I will. I would, I would say I would definitely watch I'm it. I'm not going to watch it like I don't know if I want to watch the combat sport part, but I would definitely want to see track and field, swimming. I don't know gymnastics where that plays in. Diesel just wrote on the chat. Barry Bonds' ears just perked up. <laughs> Stop it, uh, Chris. Do you think this is promoting cheating? I don't know, but I am. I am. Uh, I am uh, hearkening back to the Saturday Night Live skit with Hans and Franz. Does anybody know what I'm talking yep. about? Yeah. Yep. The two weightlifters and they read down to pull up the weights and their arms come off. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, you know, I that I guess I would probably pay to watch. I don't know. I, I think I, it's crazy. I, I don't know. I put it in the same category as the guy who wanted to do the irrelevant bowl for the two worst teams in college football. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, everybody's yeah. trying to make a buck on something. That is true. Uh, to answer so. your question, I don't think it's promoting cheating. I mean, everybody's doing the same thing, yeah. right? So I don't know that it's promoting it. Trevor has a good uh, point on the chat. What you got, Trevor? It, it will show us if it's interesting. The public will let us know. That's true. If this is a for success, sure. then cheating will be allowed. Oh, my gosh. And you see that, like, taking over, like... If the consumer is asking for cheating athletes, does or it wouldn't I, be cheating anymore? Just enhanced I, yeah. athletes. I don't really need enhanced. I want, but that's why I like these guys are supposed to just use what be they got. Regular, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Number two. Let me ask you this: Would you like to see a NASCAR race where there was no governors on the speed of the car? They do have some of those. I don't know. Do they? Yes. Like, I thought the all races. And NASCARs were maybe it's changed the last few years. But I know, to, like on somebody knows a lot more like about Daytona and Talladega. Me, but... They I don't know that they have speed limiting, but they do on other tracks. 
I mean, should they have limiting? I mean, yeah. or is it too dangerous to just let them fly around there the possi- fast that possibly can go? Yeah, I think it's too dangerous for them to be driving 200 miles an hour on a half-mile track or something like yeah, that. There you go. Uh, Number two. New Carolina Panthers head coach Dave Canales was asked about his assessment of Panthers quarterback Bryce Young and had a lot of nice things to say and even confirmed Young was at the top of the Buccaneers quarterback draft chart last year when he was with the Bucks as the offensive coordinator. He also said, quote, he's got the right makeup to be able to be a champion. And so then you watch him play NFL football, and I still see the accuracy, the mobility, the courage in the pocket. All those things are still there, end quote. I don't know what else he's supposed to say about his new quarterback, but Chris, is this a make-or-break year for Bryce Young? No. Second year? No. like to see some improvement, but no. Second year? I mean, what's Josh Allen in now, about seventh? Maybe six, right? It's I mean, it there. takes time for not not everybody is Brock Purdy. That's right. It's in that kind of situation where they can. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm beating <laughs> you to the punch. But no, I, you know, Marino. I mean, there's so few guys that get it done at that level by their second year. Yeah, six years for Josh Allen. Mahomes. I mean, there's a very Mahomes few. Boy. Very Fluffy. few. So no, it's not make or break at all. He's got to just keep you know playing the good. Fighting the good fight. But no matter what he does, I don't think he's ever going to catch up to C.J. Stroud. He seems like he's that far behind already. Tony, is this a make or break year for Bryce no. Young? No, I think Bryce Young is – I think everybody's selling low on him right now. And and it's easy to do that when you got a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud having a year that he has. But we've also seen year two – jump on players' backs and, and be a completely different season. So um, I think Bryce Young's going to be fine. I don't think this is a make-or-break year for him. All right. Number one. So we told you the story about Mark Andrews earlier, and I'll quickly recap it if you uh, are just tuning in. So Mark Andrews was on a flight from Baltimore to Phoenix when a passenger had a medical emergency, and so the flight attendants tried to get some doctors to help. No one was on the flight. Mark Andrews stood up and recognized that it was signs of uh, something to do with uh, diabetes. So he tested her, found out that her blood sugar was low, and so he helped her out and, you know, she lived because of it. Saved now, her. Saved her. Now, Mark Andrews didn't do anything. He didn't post anything. He didn't say anything. But a person on the plane did tweet all this story to get it out there. So my question to you, Tony, is if Mark Andrews wasn't really wanting to highlight this, would you have put it on social media? Would I have? You. No. Okay. If, if Mark Andrews did this in front of me and then walked off, would I then put it on social media? Is that what you're asking? Or if it was me who if did it? If you were it? just on a plane, uh-huh. and you're the guy, you're on the plane. Mark Andrews does this. Are you, when you land, going on Twitter Absolutely and, and being like, boo, 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 boo. No. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I just think, you know, there's a reason why he probably did it that way. Yeah. Where he, he just, I mean, he should, I guess the answer, the question is, should, should we, any of us, want attention for an act like that right it's out of kindness it's out of it's from the heart right you, you want to help somebody who is who needed yeah, help yeah now for the people around him I, I guess you really can't control that no. but for me personally i would not send that out yes chris i i probably wouldn't do it but i'd like somebody to do it 
Okay. I'm glad Mark Andrews is getting a little love for All what right. he did. That's, that's and if somebody didn't, if no one did it, then we wouldn't have known about this act of kindness and uh, the, heroism. The most, imper- most important person would have known about it. Person Mark Andrews life was the saved. person, the person saved. whose life was saved. Yeah, but I think it's good for us to know. I'm glad I, I do somebody too. did it. I do, too, because we definitely aren't talking about Mark Andrews at all if this story doesn't come out. But there's something about him not wanting it to become a big thing that maybe would keep me from yeah, doing it. Yeah, I probably it. wouldn't. That's why I said I wouldn't do it, yeah. but I'd hope somebody would do it, <laughs> which is really <laughs> contradictory. Uh, all right. That is it for the Big Five, everyone. Strong Big Five, Scrape. Thank you. Thank Got some good you. ones in there today. Thank you. Do you know what we're going to do at the on the other side? No. Why don't you tell us? We are going to tell everyone <laughs> where Manny Machado ranks in MLB Network's top 10 third baseman heading into this year. And then we are going to tell everyone where Nolan Arenado ranks. Trust me, you're going to want to stick around. All of that is next on 97.3 The Fan. At long last, we have made it to the happy hour. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby. It's amazing. Five o'clock is the time. We're an hour away from the Scraby Chronicles, which uh, get underway at six o'clock. And uh, another two hours left for Scraby. Yeah. Take us right up until seven (laughs) this evening. I'm having a great time doing this. Scraby's going to have a remarkable daily gripe today. We've given him plenty of uh, possible topics. To get to, I wanted to, before we get to your uh, thought here, Scraby, kicking off. And first of all, I know a lot of people tune in at five o'clock, want to know what happened today, what I miss. Nothing. There you go. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing happened today. The commanders did hire their new head coach. Scraby and I argued about it for about 45 minutes. Um, I think the commander should have gone with Mike Vrabel. That's how we opened the show. That's all we had. (laughs) I think they should have gone with Mike Vrabel. They went with Dan Quinn. We'll see uh, how that uh, works out for the Washington Commanders. Lakers. How, real quick, before yes. we talk about the Lakers, who still haven't made a shot since Stop I sat looking. down in this room. <laughs> Every time you leave the room, they go on a 10-0 run. Every time you come back, they go over. Another miss. Another miss. Um, you know, we were talking about Embiid in the 65 game. He's, he's going to be ineligible. Uh, it's found out he has a lateral meniscus injury. Yeah. It's going to keep him out for some time. I mean, he's already missed, what, 12 games? And 15 is the limit? I think he had three left. Right. So Joel Embiid will not be the MVP under the current rules of the NBA. Yeah. And not only that, the 76ers got fined like $40,000 today for not properly reporting his injury. Yeah. My guess. This goes on and on and on now in the NBA. My guess is that team in black and purple is going to get fined too. Uh, with AD and and uh, LeBron missing missing this game, maybe not for LeBron, but this is a short notice. They were questionable coming in, and then within five hours, they yeah. were then well ruled out. So I mean, if you're in Boston, maybe you're not a Celtic fan. It's possible, and maybe you're a fan of the NBA and you want to see LeBron James and Anthony Davis the play. one and only time they show up there, and you show up for the game tonight, and neither of them are playing. So Lakers are ahead, though, by nine in the first quarter, 24 to 15. Here's my question before we get to the countdown of the top third baseman in baseball. And it's not baseball related, but I saw it last night. I wanted to ask your guys' opinion. Northwestern Purdue last night in overtime, close game. I think Purdue was up by two. Clock, shot clock running down the whole thing. Purdue swings the ball around. Kid, not Zach Eady, another player, uh, steps out, hits a pretty deep three. 
to beat the shot clock, give Purdue a five-point lead, put them in pretty good position to win. His celebration is that of a guy cupping his hands just below his marbles. shorts. Oh, Big yeah. marbles. Oh, yes. yeah. Is that all right with you? I mean, I'm not I, – I, I know I'm, this is the old man on the lawn speaking, but I love me some, hey, look at me, I'm great. I don't know. Is, I don't know if you love me some, look at me, I'm great. I don't yeah. think well, you really I, love that. All right, you're right. <laughs> I don't love it. I've become used to it. I, you're right, Tony. You're right. I've become used to it, and I've accepted it. But, I mean, do we need to really be displaying that particular move after I, a big shot? I will say. Or am I being too? No, I, I think it's risque. Okay. Uh, I will say the young man didn't come up with it. Right, I know. Sam it's, Cassell, Kobe Bean. Oh, wow. That long oh, ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sam Cassell, I think, got fined. He was the first person to get fined for doing the uh, Major League Two marble celebration. <laughs> True. <laughs> Kobe Bryant hit that at Kobe one point. Kobe did that yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. But you know, that's Just, to, to me. That's in today's day and age. That's that's light. That's work. tame. <laughs> that's, that's light. Tame? Work. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm behind the times, I guess, and I don't mind admitting it. I'm sticking up for all of us out there who'd like to see a little clean basketball once in a while. I, I know I too, sound nerdy, nah, but I can't. No, help I can. It. No, I can understand why I some can people see view you. it in a negative way. I, I mean. I, I'm pretty sure the NBA, they fined both of those guys when they did it, so it clearly felt like it was a little too far yeah. in terms it's of celebration. It's a family game. It's a family sport. It's, yeah, it definitely is. Kids are watching. I didn't Kids know that that watching. was a great move by the Purdue kid. And I don't know if everybody caught it, but they showed the replay, and then he turned around, and it was right in the camera. I couldn't miss it. I actually <laughs> stood, it was right in the camera. I couldn't miss it. I actually stood up and applauded for him. Like I was oh, like, did you? You liked it. You didn't like it that much. I didn't even see it. But I know exactly what you're talking about, and I understand why some people wouldn't want it to happen. Uh, Before we get to the top 10 third baseman right now, according to MLB Network, Chris, you were caught eating a sandwich going to break in the YouTube stream. Oh, they saw that? I, I hit the break thing just a little too late. It wasn't like he did anything embarrassing. But we have someone saying ham and rye and would like to know your sandwich. So what were you eating, sir? Oh, this was just PB&J. Ah, oh, good Very classic. Oh, classic. Chunky, we got to ask. Uh, chunky peanut butter? I don't think so. No, nah, nobody does chunky. How, you, you know if it's chunky peanut butter. Nobody creamy. does chunky. It's creamy, man. Everybody does chunky That's peanut a butter. Lot. I like a lot of That's jelly lot. and not that much peanut butter. Me too. Okay. Me too. I want... I've Extra been really chunk. into crustables lately, so this is a good conversation right up my. You ever had uh, goobers where they mix it together? I have. Yeah, you find I that to be goobers. disgusting. I'm not, or a fa- okay? I'm not a fan of that. Not a fan. No, okay. I different. need to be able to control my <laughs> peanut amount. butter to God jelly ratio. ratio. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So you're not a chunky guy. Okay. Not a chunky All guy. Right. All right. You know, we were talking about. Wait, was that was was that here? We were talking about uh, biting into. Um, Particular food, hot was it a hot pocket? What was it? We're talking about something. Oh, apple pie. Today. Oh, it's apple pie. pie. Yeah, that You're burning the roof of your mouth. Yeah, no, I'm not a, I'm not a, not a fan of the chunky because the chunky can it can tear up the roof of your mouth. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not oh, a fan of that. Okay. It, it, it might it might do that. Yeah, I know, it I know that. what's happened to you before. With you my SD fat loss, I haven't been able to eat peanut butter in like over sixty days. I may have to go get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. 
It's a classic, right. man. It I is. mean, I spent a lot of minor league days having PB&Js. It's the only thing they had in some of the lower levels mm-hmm. that was worth eating. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That was, so. the day, that was in the days before he went out and bought <laughs> years' by worth of 4 by 4s <laughs> Yeah, yeah. different times. Different times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the MLB top ten third baseman right now for twenty twenty four. There is four predict or there are four picks, I guess. But the shredder is the one that I saw first. So we'll go with the shredder first. Who is the shredder? That's we've an ex- talked about this before. Don't we don't know. know. They know who I don't know who the shredder is or who's calling themselves the shredder. I don't know, but we were talking about this earlier. I mean, basically since we started the show, Chris. Rightfully so, has an issue with how Nolan Arenado is the golden child of the third base position in baseball over everyone. Well, the the list came out, and I thought this was amazing. So, number one ranked third baseman according to MLB Network right now, the Shredder Austin Riley of the Braves. I don't think we can. We Who can... is the Shredder? You're confusing me. Is it MLB Network's rankings? They're call... whoever put the list together is calling themselves the and Shredder. I've looked this right? up before, but I cannot. That's where. That's right. This is the Shredder's list. Yes, the okay. Shredder's list. I typed in Shredder, and I just got a bunch of paper Shredder ads. <laughs> um, you can't Google everything, no. man. Austin Riley, <laughs> number one. Look up Shredder. Number two, Jose Ramirez of the Guardians. Do you guys agree so far? Nah, I'm going to keep going on this. Yeah, i got to hear more. Now, Austin Riley's three, had a, having a couple good years. Ramirez is good. On the Shredder's list, mm-hmm. Mr. Manny Machado, everybody. Manny, Manny. Machado. Okay. And then at number four, best third baseman on the Shredder's list, Rafael Devers of the Red Sox. Number five, Alex Bregman of the Astros. Number six, Gunnar Henderson of the Orioles. I'll say one thing. It's a lot of American League guys so far, right? Yeah. Number Pat seven. Riley and Machado are the only National Leaguers. Number seven, Nolan Arenado of the yeah, I don't Cardinals. Like this list. And then it goes Max Muncy, Isaac, uh, I know I asked you guys earlier, is it Paradis? Paradis. Paradis. Yeah, from Justin Tampa Justin Turner Bay. is number 10. So here's my question. Okay. Machado is always ranked ahead of Manny Machado when I look at these lists. But in this one, Manny Machado's number three, and he's number seven. What happened this offseason? I don't like this list at all. I just feel like it's a fugazi. <laughs> okay. I do, right? Because for how long they've been telling us that that Nolan Arenado is the best third baseman in the world. This is like eight he years. He wins gold running. glove and silver slugger at third base every year. Okay, so until this year, and Manny couldn't beat him. So in the in a year in which Manny probably has you know one of his worst years, a bit of an off season, sure. He jumps to third and he falls and, all the way to seven. And, yeah, and then and, you got Gunnar Henderson ahead of him. Yeah, and Manny's not even going to play for at least the first I, month I, or so. I don't two like this list. Season. I like the list because Manny finally got ahead, but it yeah. just. If we're being if we're being fair, like how explain how that list cha- changed that drastically? Well, let's also be fair and point out to people that this is the MLB Network. The same people who oh, put yeah, out a list point. of the top second baseman, top ten, oh, don't and did Ozzie not Albies. include Ozzy Albies. Right. Something that is, uh, by the way, irked the Atlanta Braves players, and they've come out and said, "What are you guys thinking?" <laughs> That's like, what they really? should be saying. Exactly. So yeah. So I, you know what? That answers I like my question. Manning where he is too, but I, I, you know, the list doesn't make a whole lot. We're of getting sense. A, a on the chat. Shredder is AI. 
Maybe, oh. maybe they put it through a computer and they spit it out, and that's that, the that makes sense. Why it's so bad? Well, that's why. It's also, weird, a random maybe. ham said, "I thought it was required that Nolan Arenado be the best ranked third baseman in the National and League." We all were under the same accept- so, assumption. But here's the thing that's even more crazy, more crazy, crazier. The Shredder's one of them. Mike Petriello's another one. Vince Gennaro's the third one, and then Sarah Langs is the fourth fourth one. Okay, there's Sarah. Let's, which was Sarah's list look like? Okay, Sarah goes Austin Riley, Jose Ramirez, Alex Bregman, Rafael Devers, Gunnar Henderson, Manny Machado, Cabrian Hayes, Jake Berger, Matt Chapman, and then Nolan Arenado at 10. Man, Nolan has fallen way off on some of these lists. Manny is averaging a rank of four, and Nolan Arenado is averaging a rank of 21 plus 10, 31 divided by four, seven and a half. The one thing we can say is Nolan Arenado did not win the Gold Glove last year. Yeah. Nor the Silver Slugger. Is that is that why? Is that the so sole I purpose that, that he that falls is eight one spots? One of the things that's taken him down okay. off the uh, the love meter. Hmm. But who was the Gold Glove winner? Who ended up winning? It Third was, base. It was Cabrian Hayes. Was it Ryan McMahon? And then whoever won. And it. I mean, Manny didn't even make the finals. We were like, no, he it, was Mc, it was McMahon, I think, who ended up winning, right? Um, Matt Chapman. In the American oh, National League, Scrabby, please. <laughs> uh, it's loading. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt Chapman. We can't sound like we're smart unless we sound like we know what we're doing. And that's uh, a Cabrian Hayes. Cabrian Hayes, Cabrian won, Hayes won the gold glove. For the first time in 11 years, a third baseman not named Nolan Arenado has won the gold glove at the hot corner in the NL. He can there pick you it. Go. You know what's funny <laughs> is the last two years we've gone into Pittsburgh and we talked to, you know, obviously getting getting notes for the game. We talked to their play-by-play guys and you talk to radio guys and they're like, man, this Cabrian Hayes kid is, is unbelievable defense. This is back-to-back years has happened. And in back-to-back years... He proceeded to have like the worst defensive series. Oh, against the Padres, <laughs> against he didn't the Padres. do anything there and at at our place. And it's but you know he can pick it. So clearly he got he got to uh, his outs above average are like twenty more than the second place. I think he had thirty eight. Yeah, like he gets like he gets to a lot of he gets to a lot of things, which is maybe why some of the errors happen. But it's pretty impressive that uh, anybody could end Arenado's ten year streak. But for somebody. Who to end his streak? I think it should have been Manny, like years and years ago. Because as good as Arenado is, I think Manny's been as good. I don't think there's no disagreement there. Not in this town. Nope. Not in this town. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. Still to come on the program. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, we have somehow gotten to this point. We'll see if we can keep rolling. We've got our interview of the day with Russ Dorsey, MLB Insider. Who should the Padres go after at this point? Russ will offer some of his ideas, and we'll keep you up to date on everything going on this evening in the uh, sports world after we check traffic on a rainy Thursday. Gwen and Chris. It's not often we get into the 5 o'clock hour and get some, like, real breaking news. First, we'll start in the NFL. Former Cardinal head coach. King uh, Kingsbury. What's his first name? Cliff. Cliff Kingsbury, yeah. He's now the offensive coordinator for the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, good for him. Now, bigger news. This one just came out of nowhere. Now, I haven't seen it on my phone yet, but Scraby's got it on his, so we're going to go I with do. it. I got we're it going from, with it? We're going. <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo Sports. That's a legit hey, website. <laughs> uh, all right. Got Chris all choked up again. A little bit. Um, According. Wow. Corbin Burns. 
Yes. Going from <clears throat> Milwaukee, Milwaukee to the Orioles. Yeah. They were catching a lot of flack from baseball circles for not doing anything at the break last year. And they've been relatively quiet during uh, Who's the, that, the Orioles? The Orioles. Okay. During this offseason. But now all of a sudden you bring a, a, a bona fide front end arm to that rotation that That's a big get. That's I a have huge, the return. Uh, what? I oh, have yeah, the return. I thought you were telling <laughs> me. Who's going back to the Brewers? Yeah, it's um, shortstop Joey Ortiz and left-hander D.L. Hall, Don't according to Jeff Passan. Okay. What are the, you got any numbers next to them from what they did last year? I'll look them up real quick, but that's I, what Jeff Passan I can said. Just off, off top, I mean, I only saw the Orioles once when they came uh, here last year. Yeah. Don't know any of those two guys. I know the first one, though, that went, went to the Orioles. That's a big Looking. deal, man. Corbin Burns, you've Corbin, heard of him. Yeah. It's a real I guess big uh, Joey Ortiz played 15 games at the major league level last year. It's a and young guy. Yeah, I mean, he's been in the minor leagues for most of his career. And this and, is one of those um, this is one of those Brewer moves, right? They did it with Hader to the Padres. And my guess is there's a there's going to be another move down the line that's connected to this move that makes the Brewers feel good about this particular move here. Yeah? You think uh, Craig Council doesn't feel pretty good about his decision to go to the Cubs? Oh, I think he feels great Get about his decision. Get away from the Brewers after that move? I mean, you just traded Corbin Burns for basically ben- one guy, Scraby says, is a career minor leaguer. I looked him up. He had, you know, 33 at-bats last year. Deal Hall's a... His Who's the other guy? Appeared in 29 games in his career. Yeah. I mean, D.L. Hall yeah. Uh, pitched, uh, let me see, four, 19 innings last year. At the big league level? Yeah. I, so 19 innings, 33 at-bats for a Cy Young Award winner. I know it's money-related, but that just doesn't – I don't get it. And those, th- those kinds of moves bug. You could get a younger player in a money deal that at least has some potential for the Brewers. Doesn't sound like either of these. Well, I'll be wrong. Maybe D.L. Hall be the All Star closer this year. <laughs> D.L. Hall is actually but, yeah. a 21st overall pick in his draft. I, yeah. I just think the Brewers operate in a way that there's a move to a move, right? This move makes no sense, just as the Hater move made zero sense. But if I'm not mistaken, they turned the hate the Hater deal into um, what's the catcher Wilson? Uh, Wilson Contreras. Wilson Contreras. And that was something they felt was was comparable because it's not like they didn't slide Devin Williams into that closer spot, and he has worked out pretty good. Right, so, but they had a closer when they traded Hader, so they could afford to accept something less for Hader, right? Because they had the replacement. Now we don't Hader certainly don't have a replacement for Corbin. We, Burns. we don't. We don't think they do at least. Is right? this a? Is this a? Uh, well, we we said they don't have the money to pay Corbin Burns long term because he's on one. Well, I, it's a one year deal, so this is a one year rental. It's for a one year rental, which is probably why they only got back what they got back because Orioles are yeah, like, yo, exactly. We get we don't can't guarantee he's going to stay here. Um, I think for the Orioles, Orioles having that new ownership helps, right? Because now all of a sudden maybe some cash is infused. Uh, the other thing is it it does make you maybe understand why Craig said, you know what. It's time to move on because if you're constantly in this state where you're having to give up that type of talent. Yeah, I think you could see this coming if you're the Brewers because your manager left for another team in the division. Right. I mean, he he could obviously see, wait a minute, I better get to this team because this, this boat's sinking over here. Yeah. 
Wow, it's a big deal, man. Corbin Bird. That is a big deal. Out of the National League. I tell you what. Those two. He's done some pretty good damage to the Padres. That's for sure. Him and. uh, Spit some good games. Him and Woodruff. Yeah, they they both pitched well. Nightmares. So good. Good riddance. Get him up out of here. Get him out of here. (laughs) And let's also just one more time for the hell of it say that this is reportedly done. Yes, Yes, reportedly. reportedly. I know if, you know, later on tonight somebody says, oh, Yahoo Sports jumped the gun and that never happened, then we'll get blamed. Well, this would be Jeff Jeff Passan and Ken Rosenthal. I'm I'm just saying until I see it somewhere kind of in ink, I I don't feel a thousand percent comfortable about it. Um, there was one other, we're just searching for stories. Uh, Jim Harbaugh was introduced to the media today in Inglewood. He's already created a meme. Oh yeah. Yes. In his, uh, interaction as he was explaining to the press, his first time meeting, um, Spanos, no, the quarterback. Oh, Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert. He kind of like looked up to the sky like, Oh, this guy. And, you know, now that kind of face that he, the face he made is like making its rounds around social yeah, media. Like already. he's in awe. Yes. Like well, here's he a quote that'll make it around social media. I guarantee you, Jim Harbaugh said in his first news conference today, not going to just win a Super Bowl. It needs to be multiple, multiple championships. Oh, man, we're going to the not one, not two, not three, not four. Route. I guess so. He that says, is bold. He followed that up by saying, we're going to be humble. <laughs> I swear to God, That's I'm the definition the of not being humble needs to be multiple, multiple championships. We're does he going realize, to be humble? Does he realize that he chose a team inside the same division as the goat right now, Patrick Mahomes? You have to I get mean, past that guy. First. I mean, more importantly, like it's not even like top four in his city in terms of teams. Yeah, not even top. F- Six. Top ten. We named we named nine teams that are more popular. Than Lakers, the Chargers. Clippers, Dodgers, Angels, Kings. Sparks, Sparks, Sparks. Kings, Kings, Ducks, Ducks. USC. UCLA, USC, USC. Yeah, that's ten. That's CSUN, CSUN, <laughs> Cal State Fullerton, Loyola Marymount. They're all bigger than the Chargers. Come on, don't uh, kid yourself. <laughs> Not even top ten in his own city. John Bosco. St. John Bosco. St. John Bosco. (laughs) (laughs) Padre fans, uh, know to tune in to 97.3 The Fan for the best local sports talk. But did you know that you can jump back to see what you missed? On 97.3 The Fan, SD.com, you can rewind to the moments you care most about. To get started, go to 97.3 The Fan, SD.com, and click the orange Listen Live button. Yeah. Lakers, where we at? They're winning. They're, they've hit about 10 threes, the Lakers have. They've just basically said, without LeBron, without AD, we have, no chance to sh- we have no chance to score in the paint. So we're just going to surround the three-point line and gun them up, and they're making them so far. So they're leading the Celtics. Nicely done, Tony. Don't look. I'm not. Every time Tony run- turns around, the Celtics go on a run. We got the dodgeball competition going on in the Pro Bowl Skills Challenge. This was my favorite thing last year. <laughs> So glad we're you all think- paying attention to the show here. Well, I mean, this is the only sporting event I care about. Have right you now. seen the 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 dodgeball meme where my man does kind of points with his hand and does the round the back toss? <laughs> no. I, I think that should be done on this on this uh, stage right here. You never know. You never know. These guys get competitive, though. I mean, they're professional athletes. All right, let's get to break. When we come back, we got our interview of the day. It's not Ken Dorsey, but it is Russ Dorsey. When we return, we're Gwen and Chris on the way. I'll tell you one thing, Scrape. you got to lock the studio door. Do not let Tony back in here. Okay. 
The Lakers are shooting three-pointers tonight like they are just a team full of Larry Birds. They're in Boston. They're beating the Celtics without LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Yeah. Lakers lead by 12, 58-46. The reason they lead by 12, they've hit 13 threes in the first half. And they just keep bombing away. And 12 of them have been made when Tony's outside the studio. I think all 13. I don't think he's seen even one of them go in. Oh, maybe not a three. We did see a jump shot. That's right. It was a two. Tony Gwynn Jr., the hex on his own favorite team. I've been waiting for Tony to realize that we're back. Don't look up. Wow. Tony just looked at the score. You just ruined it. How are you feeling, big guy? Lakers by 14. They're making everything they try when you're not in the studio. No, I mean, that's why I stayed out there even though the show was coming back. <laughs> I wanted to try to squeeze out as many points as I could before I came back in. Because I know as soon as I come back in, they're about to go on a drop. They're 13 of 13 from the three-point line when you're out of the studio. They're 0 for 11 when you're in the studio tonight. Uh, Lakers 60, Celtics 46. That's a surprising score considering LeBron and AD are not playing. All right, welcome back to Gwen and Chris Crisello, Tony Gwynn Jr., and Matt Scraby. We've got our interview of the day with Russell Dorsey, baseball insider, helping us answer the question, what are the Padres going to do now? Find out what Russ had to say about that. Is there anything else you guys wanted to get into before we... I mean, this the, we got some all-star reserves for the NBA. NBA all-star? Yeah. Yeah. Three first timers. Jalen Brunson. Whoops. Man. Sorry about that. <laughs> Tyrese yeah. Maxey. Go ahead. You give me that. There, there. Uh Paolo Banchero. Banchero. Yeah. I think it's Banchero. Is it Banchero? I, I, I like to call him Banchero also. I think it's Banchero. I think it is right. Banchero. The Patrick Mahomes look alike. <laughs> Does he look like Patrick Mahomes? No, remember Mahomes? when the, the guy was interviewing him on the racetrack and he <laughs> interviewed he was, him like he, he was Patrick, Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes. thought he was right. Patrick Mahomes. Yes. He did. Yeah. Patrick, uh, uh, Banchero didn't have the guts to <laughs> correct him or didn't have the heart to correct him. Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown, Julius Randle, Bam Adebayo. For the remaining reserves in the West, Steph Curry, 10th selection. How about Steph Curry, not a starter? That's how good the league is now. Yeah. That's, it, uh, nobody's really arguing Shea that. Shea Gildress Alexander. He's SGA. not a starter either? No, he is a starter, oh, which okay. is why Steph isn't the starter this year. Is Luka and SGA. Uh, Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, all reserves. They'll be joined by uh, Booker. Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, and Anthony Edwards are your remaining That's how good res- the NBA reserves. players are now. I know. By the way, who are you picking? Steph Curry or Sabrina Ionescu mm, in a special three-point contest King. on All-Star Saturday night? I mean, Steph is the GOAT shooting, but Sabrina's going to make this Sabrina interesting. Can hit she can shoot it. Got to go with Steph. Steph's the best ever. Ever. So she beats him. That's quite the feather in her... Uh, Feather in her, what's the phrase? Cap. Yeah. Cap. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if that was, it was what's so obvious. Phrase? I didn't know if that's what you were actually was going just for. just had a blank. That's all. I believe uh, if we're going to update the dodgeball competition at the Pro Bowl, I think C.D. Lamb won it for his team by getting Sauce Gardner out of dodgeball. So there you go. Update on that. Very nice. You know, this is why we gave you your own show, to talk about stuff that no one cares about. Oh, my goodness. 
That is messed up, Chris. Everybody cares about this. Hey, Chris, did you game. hear uh, Dan Quinn got hired as the commander's? Uh, <laughs> I heard. The commander's what do you, head how coach? Do, you, do you think that's a good hire? I yeah, do. I think it's a really good hire. <laughs> I love when he does my voice. <laughs> I don't know, Jim. I don't know, Jim. <laughs> the Rams hired a new defensive coordinator today. Last name Shula. Don. <laughs> that would have been a mistake. <laughs> but Don Shula's grandson, Chris Shula, oh. is the new defensive coordinator for the Rams. He apparently interviewed with the Dolphins. Really? They didn't the name of Shula. Man, oh. I kind of respect that, actually. All right. So we're moving on. Joining us on the line, Russ Dorsey, MLB Insider. Russ, always lovely to have you on the show. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, guys. How y'all doing? We're, we're doing all right. It's a little wet out here. I don't know what the, the weather is like in Chicago, but um, this... We, Man, usually, usually this time of year, I'd much rather be where y'all are than where I am, but we're actually doing all right. It's about 52 degrees, sun shining, so we actually got a nice day. You gotta go for a you gotta go for a sale on Lake Michigan. It sounds like. Listen, I went for a, uh, my, my first my first outdoors run here of 2024 today. Got three miles in, so we're, we're do. We're, I had the same idea in mind getting some of that outdoors weather. Awesome, very good. awesome. As you don't get these type of days in, in Chicago this time of year very often. So nah. enjoy it. Speaking of the Cubs, let's let's start there. I mean. Uh, they have a, a a a nice free agent out there that has, was a part of their ball club last year. Uh, he has yet to sign. I'm talking Cody Bellinger. I, I mean, at this point, is Chicago? I I think Chicago's still in it. Are they waiting for maybe that price tag to drop before they really jump all the way back in? I think the interesting thing when we're talking about Cody Bellinger and you know free agency right now, and as you guys know, free agency's been pretty weird this year right it's been pretty slow um i think for cody bellinger he's probably sitting there and saying all right i got time you know we're february 1st i know teams are reporting uh spring training here in a couple of weeks but if you're cody bellinger there's still teams that would like your services it does feel like the cubs are the the match for him and i think on the cub side and this is what i talked about with, with a lot of people since free agency started for the cubs now that all the big boys are off the board, right, or most of the big boys are off the board in terms of free agents, you have a guy in Cody Bellinger that had his best season since he won the MVP years ago, right? And so you have a guy who stayed healthy for the most part, obviously um, banged up a, a bit you know, early in the season, but still was able to do his thing. If you take him off that roster, right, they not only lose Cody Bellinger, they lose their best position player, from 2023 right so i think it, it's a it's a bigger calculation for them right it's not just saying we want cody bellinger back it's like we want the guy who's our best position player last season back too so it does feel like cody bellinger and the cubs are are a hand in glove fit however you know you got a lot of teams out there that are still looking for for some punch here late uh, late in the game and i Look, whether that's the Giants, is it Toronto who swung and missed a couple of times yeah. this offseason? You know, that there are teams out there, and I think for Cody Bellinger and his representation, Scott Boris, you kind of can kind of sit back and wait for teams to come to you and see who blinks first. I was just going to ask, who do you think is going to blink first? But I think I know the answer. If it's between Boros and it's between Major League Baseball teams, 
History tells us that the Major League Baseball teams are the ones who give in first and Boros wins. Do you think that's going to end up happening again in the next month and a half? Do I think Scott wins? Well, Scott Bryant usually wins. If you look at all the money that he's got, guys, over three decades, four decades, uh, they, these guys usually do pretty well. I do think the interesting part about this year's free agency, because of so many unknowns when it comes to regional sports networks, and I know people in San Diego have experienced that and you know people in Arizona and then you have teams like Texas Rangers and the Milwaukee Brewers and the Cleveland Guardians all these teams caught up and everything going on with the Bally RSNs I do think that has played a bit of a factor into what teams are feel that they are able or not able to do um, so do I think uh, a team will blink first and Cody Bellinger will sign a multi-year deal somewhere I do but do I think uh, this offseason specifically we're going to have more teams, you know, kind of waiting for the bargain bin? I do. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, as you said, that's kind of every year, right? I mean, every every year there's a team searching. There's teams searching in that bar- bargain barrel, and then there's the teams looking to, you know, make it rain. And so, you know, we'll see how this one ends up going down. You 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 mentioned the um, the Bally situation in, in in Amazon. I'm interested. What are your thoughts on that? Because uh, it seems like you know Major League Baseball has been trying to figure out this whole streaming situation. We know Amazon Prime is 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 one of those type of situations. How how do you see this playing out? Yeah, well, <laughs> you guys know that's a situation I know pretty well from working over there for the last couple of years uh, before leaving. And I think for me, you have Major League Baseball, who, to your point, have been trying to figure out, you know, what is next in terms of watching baseball, right? I know you probably hear it out there. I hear it. I hate hearing it, but it's like, people are like oh, people don't watch baseball. One, it's not true, right? More right. people went to baseball games last season than they have in over 20 years. So baseball is doing things right in terms of the product on the field. But now that the world has changed so much in terms of where you can watch, how you can watch, who, what services you watch through, I do think baseball was kind of behind the times. And not just baseball, so were other sports, right? I think you're going to watch with the NBA. Their rights deal is up at the end of the season. There's going to be a lot of people lined up to get NBA rights TV deals. And some of these you know, old-school, big-time TV networks aren't really looking to, to have sports on like that anymore, knowing that the big boys like your Amazons, your Apples, and you know, I was doing, I've been doing the Friday Night Baseball games for the last couple of seasons and how that has really changed. Like, does Apple get involved, right? Does Amazon get involved? And when those two, who have more money than anybody else in the world, get involved, there's going to be a lot of dollars thrown around. So do I think we get to a point where something like blackout restrictions ends? Yes, and I think that's great for the game of baseball as a whole. When does that happen, though? I think that's the question we're still waiting to see. Russ Dorsey, Baseball Insider, is a frequent contributor to our program, and we appreciate it. Uh, Russ, a uh, guy that's real close to us is Blake Snell, and uh, you know we know we've kind of had it, said our goodbyes here in San Diego. But, uh, you know, we're, we're curious as to where he's going to ultimately land. The only team I keep hearing is the Yankees. But if it's that simple, you know, why hasn't something gotten done yet? It sounds like he, you know, fairly would like to be paid somewhere around what Yamamoto got paid. 
being as he's a two-time Cy Young Award winner, but I don't know that anybody's going to meet that asking price. No, I think you're right. And I think for – it was the true definition of betting on yourself, right? Guy going yeah. his age 30 season, leading the big leagues uh, in, in ERA, right, where from, I believe, June 1st on, the guy had damn near a sub-1 ERA, striking out the world. And I think something that, you know, uh, teams think about, because it's not just one season that teams are thinking about in terms of free agency. It's like, all right, what's the entire Blake Snell picture, right? He's a guy that's going to be able to, to strike people out, right? He's also a guy that is going to walk people. And I do think that scares some teams, right? It's like, okay, if he's not going to be striking everybody out or be as electric as he was last season, if that's not his – average what is an average Blake Snell season I think that's what a team is going to ask and if he's not going to have this you know close to two ERA that he had last season when he won the Cy Young award is that ERA closer to three five or maybe four with the walks where they are I think that's what some teams are asking about Blake Snell and I think it's it's unfair for Blake because he did everything that you would have asked him to do he went out there he posted, he you know, struck people out. He was able to dominate. That's what you want from an ace. You want somebody who can go out there and dominate. I, I think the Yankees are, are, are definitely would have been a fit, right, when they went and pivoted and signed Marcus Stroman. And then you have a team here in town like the Chicago Cubs who, you know, they have a left-hander in, in Justin Steele, but, you know, they added Imanaga. But you're still thinking, all right, if you had a guy like a Blake Snell, that rotation yeah. – you know, with all their their arms, with some of the young arms they have coming, that's a strong, strong addition. So do I think Blake Snell has options? Yes. I do think similar to Cody Bellinger, who is going to be that team that blinks, right? Who is that team that's going to say, we need a frontline starter and we want Blake Snell to be that guy? Russ Dorsey joins us, MLB Insider. On Gwen and Chris, and Russ, you know, let's stick here in San Diego. I mean, obviously, uh, the team rotation last year, um, you, you go out to this offseason, you move Soto, you get uh, a bunch of young pitchers, uh, up-and-coming pitchers uh, back from that deal. Uh, this is still a team that, that has on its roster Manny Machado, Xander Bogarts, Fernando Tatis Jr., Hassan Kim. Um, that's not to mention you, Darvish, and Joe Musgrove. This is a team that I know Chris and I believe will have will have a be- a better season this year. Where do you think that falls in terms of the standings? What do you think their win mark is? Yeah, it's tough considering all that the Dodgers did, right? Yeah. And I don't think it's just the Padres, right? I don't just think it's San Diego that saw what the Dodgers doing. It was all of baseball, and I think you know it's unrealistic to say that's not going to be something that you got to deal with there if if you're the Padres, but. Here's the, the other part. Do they have a talent advantage over the team, a team like the Arizona Diamondbacks? Yes, they do. But at the same time, as we asked ourselves last season, when I came on with you guys during the season, it's just like, where are the real Padres? And they were never able to flip the switch. I think the saving grace for the Padres is in that lineup, right? Like, I, you have to expect – you know, another healthy season for Fernando Tatis Jr., he takes a, a, another step forward, right? Manny Machado, you're always going to get a consistent season, close to MVP caliber season out of him. And the big one for me would be Xander Bogarts, right? The, the guy that they signed to the $280 million deal uh, last offseason who had a 790 OPS, right? 
Is Xander Bogarts the type of player to put up a 790 OPS? No. He's yeah. a guy that's usually well over 800, being able to hit the ball out of the ballpark. He still put up a decent season, right? 285, 350 on base. Uh, but didn't hit the ball out of the ballpark as much, and that was to be expected. Fenway's a, a really hitter-friendly ballpark. But I do expect an offensive jump from a guy like Xander Bogarts. And maybe with you know some of the changes that they had to make this offseason, Guys look around and say, "Well, we have to be the ones that you know make that change." And I, and I think they believe, and I think AJ Preller believes that with the managerial change, and you bring in Mike Schilt, that he can get something out of this group that they haven't been able to get before. Padres have been bargain shopping this off season, and uh, I, I'm just curious. I mean, as they get down here to the end of free agency, and I mean, some of the names I see it don't seem like would be affordable. For the Padres, they still need first base. They still need an, an outfielder or two uh, just to fill out the roster. Uh, is there anybody they can look to that might be available in a discount-type form? Yeah, I mean, and I guess when you're looking at outfielders, maybe a guy like uh, you know, Kevin Pillar, maybe that's somebody that you, you think could, could work for you. Uh, Tyler Naquin, Will Myers, you know, guys who have been around the block before. Uh, and I think when you're looking at first baseman, right, like is Brandon Belt the type of guy you want to bring in, a guy who had a solid season but is 36 years old. So I think that's something you're going to have to ask yourself. Like, do you go and, and look for some back-end starting pitching? <laughs> the benefit for them, there's plenty of starting pitching out there that's not right at the top of the market like Blake Snell or, or Jordan Montgomery um, you know, is it, is it that a guy like, do you bring a Mike Clevenger back, right? Do you, you know, you know, put a lotto ticket out on a, on a guy like a Michael Lorenzen and hope that you can get something out of him. Those are the type of arms that I'm thinking that they're going to have to, to add because you're not going to be at the top of the market, right? Zach Davies, Jake Odorizzi, guys like that. So they're, they're fortunately for the Padres, there are players available in their, you know, where their market is this off season. And it's just deciding who they think is going to fit to make them a better team in 2024. We certainly have heard a few of those names mentioned on our show, so especially the Brandon Belt. But, Russ, as always, man, appreciate you coming on, spending some time with us, man. We'll do it again here as spring training gets ready to kick off. Looking forward to it. we got to let this guy go so he can go outside and enjoy the beautiful (laughs) day in Chicago. Y'all know Chicago. (laughs) Take care, Russ. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're headed out into the rain of San Diego, but uh, Scraby will be sticking around for the Chronicles. They're coming up uh, here in just a few minutes. we got to get Tony out of the studio, otherwise the Lakers will blow this 14-point lead before he gets to his car. <laughs> Very well, Mike. So real quick, Scraby, I know you got the Scraby Chronicles coming up. I do, yeah. Are you going to take solace in the fact that Russ also mentioned Brandon Belt as a uh, – the Possible option. target for the Padres. You had said that earlier you're, in the week. Been, you know, and he, been, he said that without uh, without anybody giving yeah, him a heads up. Yeah, definitely didn't text him yeah, out no. or anything. But uh, it it does make me feel good to know that maybe my baseball brain is not as dumb as I thought it was. So well, we'll see. Maybe the Padres will wind up getting Brandon maybe Bell you're before it's all said and done. For five million dollars, then I'm no not Nostradam Nostradamus. 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 He would be. You would uh, be, he says. Big news of the day, if you just tuned in, Corbin Burns goes from the Brewers to the Orioles. 
The Brewers get pretty much nothing in return, as far as I can tell. <laughs> Top 100 prospects, number 63. Yeah, good for them. All right. Uh, we'll, uh, be, well, actually, Tony and Scraby are going to be out at Cathedral Catholic High tomorrow. Yep. So come on down and see them. Rain or shine. We will actually, let me say that I will tweet out if we're not going because of the rain. But I believe oh, we're going to go. Yeah, I heard the rain's kind of letting up. Yes, so hopefully you'll be that there. Too. That's the plan. All right, goodbye, everybody. Stay tuned for the Chronicles next.